Would it be proper to start the podcast with a, my God, what a day to be an Xbox fan. Welcome to Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And of course, I have brought all of my friends. We have a crew here. When I talk about having a stack deck, having all of the aces in your hands, I can tell you wholeheartedly that we got that for you. And on top of having the deck stacked, we have an incredible Xbox-filled podcast, folks. I got goosebumps. And as a matter of fact, the news broke today that the Bethesda deal is finally done. Millions of Xbox gamers are taking a sigh of relief, whereas some others in the industry are starting to sweat, where now the conversation goes to, is it fair that Microsoft locks up these uh, you know, Bethesda classics as exclusives? And you're even starting to hear that on some of the podcasts in gaming media. And obviously, we have a lot to say about that, folks. But let's get into the introductions first. Now, first and foremost, our brother clowns who showed up was not feeling well today. He had to step off and he will be back next week. So please do me a favor, hit him up on Twitter, give him a message of support and let you know that you care and hope that he feels better soon. Taking his place, who actually hit me up before even Clown, we even knew Clowns wasn't going to be here. We were just going to have a stacked panel, making his, I don't know, 100th appearance potentially. You know him as the best voice in gaming and in podcasting, but he walks silently, carries a very big chainsaw. Please welcome Crispy Bomb. Oh, good evening, everyone. And yes, it is exciting to be an Xbox gamer, and I am looking forward to what's to come. For once, I feel like we're going to see world premiere, and that's all that matters to me. (laughs) And I think we're going to see a couple games come out that are going to be spectacular, a little, little, uh, you know, ace in the hole type thing, and and it's going to be an awesome year to be an Xbox gamer. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. As a matter of fact, the game that you're seeing uh, being played right now is an Xbox exclusive. Second Extinction is coming out this year. I got 16 minutes of footage. Uh, just enjoy while we break down the first topic. But let's continue with the introductions. Uh, Everborn Saga. You, you and I have been talking privately on DMs on on our own uh, socials because obviously we're friends outside of podcasting and we we talk on a regular basis. You were ready to jump into the podcast today and you were like you know what i'm gonna load up this ammo for tonight's show how you doing and welcome to the program i'm doing very well yeah man i had i had i was i was fired up ready to go i wanted to jump in in in, uh in the show earlier but i i caught it on the tail end uh a lot of things to say i think some people will be a little bit surprised but if you know me i i think people are going to know where i stand yeah, well, I mean, obviously, everyone's going to have a lot to say. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, we're going to open up the show with the Bethesda deal. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, what that means to the industry now that it's confirmed, whether or not people need to stop bellyaching and understand that Microsoft uh, spent $7.5 billion and is trying to grow uh, their Netflix of gaming service into 
the, uh, the you know, rubbing elbows with, you know, Netflix has 100 million subscribers. Uh, how you do that is you provide content you can only find on Netflix. And I thought I think, that they uh, spent $7.5 because they thought Sony didn't have enough games. You know what? That's true. <laughs> Sony has, I don't think Sony has enough AAA bangers and first party games. So, yes, they want Bethesda games there as well. And I think Microsoft uh, owes it to the community to give it to them uh, and, and also pick up the tab as well. Uh, but we're going to get in, we're going we're going to get into that momentarily. Uh, welcome to welcome to be a middle aged gamer guy, also known yes, as sir. Tony Baloney. Welcome to the program. <laughs> wow, good evening, boom. Good evening, Chad panel guys. A crispy bomb. I can't escape you. Every time I go show up in a podcast, you're always there. And, uh, <laughs> well, here, here you are again. So, guys, you know what? It's going to be a spicy show. It's going to be a topic that everybody's excited about. And you know what? Obviously, some people are a little overexcited. Shout out to the one thumbs down. By the way, we haven't even got through the introductions. So obviously some people in the crowd are pissed, but hey, you know what? That's the way the ball bounces these days, folks. And let me tell you something. The tides, they are a changing. So yeah, guys, enjoy the show and let's get right into it. Well, yeah, thanks so much for being here. And yeah, listen, I, I, I'm good for at least five thumbs downs. I mean, you know, you almost every show, even if I have a great show, you're, I'm always guaranteed for at least five. Uh, very rarely do I have that like high 100 uh, percent, but I do have 90, 97 percent as my average for liked shows. So that's that's pretty good. Only a couple knuckleheads. Uh, but you know what? Cyber Knox, or should I say Cyber Thesda? Welcome to the program, brother. How you feeling? Cyber Thesda here. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on, everybody? Hello, chat. It's going to be a fire, fire show today. I can't wait to get into these topics with you guys get ready because we're, we're we're we've been talking behind the scenes and we're all pretty much fired up let's go yeah yeah i think everyone has got, has got a lot to say and of course being this is a, a um you know a, a talk show we're going to be talking up a great deal tonight last in no way least bringing up the perfect and i mean perfect avatar with of course brothers and of course in that picture with brothers is master chief and doom guy tempest sun welcome back bro Good to be here, man. Got some wicked topics. And yes, this picture is perfect because uh, it doesn't lie. They are now stepbrothers. Uh, they are one in the same family. Is what it is, guys. And uh, yeah, Microsoft isn't Oprah. They don't buy $7.5 billions worth of stuff. Like, you get an exclusive. You get an exclusive. You get an exclusive. That's not what they do. <laughs> Yeah, and and right for you slow, but you know what? Let let let's get into the weeds, so to speak, and open up with, of course, what happened today. And uh, we got information very very early this morning, which of course it was much later in the afternoon in the EU, of course in Europe, that the EU uh, approved the seven point five billion dollar deal with Beth with Bethesda and Microsoft and, and what was interesting um is that that you know depending on who you ask and that was the big hurdle that was the one that most most analysts were concerned about and they did they did give them the thumbs up to go go forward with it uh, now real quick just to kind of uh you know kind of fix some of the the misunderstandings that were going on uh, many of the uh, gaming websites were reporting that the SEC 
had approved the uh, in the U.S. had approved the uh, the Bethesda deal. Turns out that was incorrect, and I found that out thanks to Everborn Saga, and that's all thanks to Hog Lore. If you don't know who Hog Lore is, he is someone. He's an actual lawyer uh, that works uh, that you know has a has a, an actual practice, and he is well known in the gaming industry. What wind up happening is it was reported by GameIndustry.biz that uh, the SEC approved it when it turns out the SEC actually had nothing to do with it simply because this was going to be a cash transaction. Uh, now, I've been talking, I actually talked to, to Hogue uh, on Twitter. We're going to get him on the show in a future episode. Uh, we're going to, you know, get his, pick his brain because he is definitely a smart man for sure. I'm going to have his his video in the show notes as soon as the show uh, um loads up on YouTube so you can check it out for yourself. He breaks it down in a very easy to understand way. Um, but yes, what he did say in his video is that what he believes is that the deal was approved by the uh, by by the by the um, Department of Justice, the DOJ, and they just didn't announce it. Uh, and what they were waiting for is um, for the EU to approve it and the EU in fact did approve it. Uh, uh, everyone yeah. you want yeah do you want to jump yeah, in? Just one slight point of clarification. It's from the same video. It's not necessarily that the DOJ approves it. They just have to not oppose it. They, it, they, it that's they, actually a great point. Yes, that's a great point. It isn't for them to approve. Uh, and and you, you're right about the SEC because it's a cash deal. It's also not a publicly traded company. So there are a lot of those things that you would normally think you have to do. You don't. But it, it very, you know, basically the EU was the last real regulatory hurdle for 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 all intent purposes but it it it's it's pretty much a done deal it's just that those articles what they were pointing to was not exactly that just yeah. to point of clarification yeah, no, and and thank you for that. That that that's a great point of a. Like I said, if you if you want to check it out, I would definitely highly recommend you check out the video. Which again, I will add in the show notes. You could definitely check it out. But you know, I kind of want to just rewind it for a second because I, I, you know, when you when you think about twenty twenty, there there is a lot to walk away from in regards to uh, you know negativity and and horror in the world. Right, we saw the the start of the pandemic, um, and uh, it ravaged the uh, entire planet. It was not just North America or the EU or the other sides of the world. It was literally the entire world. But what is, you know, and again, obviously we're never going to forget this. You know, I mean, I, you know, we're, we're going to be able to, and God willing, we're able to talk about this once, you know, everyone gets their vaccines and this, you know, passes and, 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 you know, we get a handle on it. We're going to be able to say that we, you know, live through a pandemic. Not many people can say that. Um, and, uh, but one of the saving graces to 2020 was many, of the very incredible video game milestones that that basically changed the virtual landscape as we as we know it, and that of course is the gaming industry. Now, both Sony and Microsoft released a pair of of, of new consoles. Sony's PS5, of course, was simply the disc version of the PS5 and the digital version, where Microsoft released two very different Xbox consoles that will ultimately move new gamers to their platform. But on September 21st, uh, I remember this vividly. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was actually on the way back from seeing my mom. And I had gotten a call 
from um, um, Enrique of Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. And at the same time I was taking his call, I literally was, my eyeballs were on the screen where it said Microsoft just purchased Bethesda for $7.5 billion. And immediately, of course, that jumped into my brain. I have to do a show. And, you know, I was talking to uh, Brap and we were both like, we couldn't believe it. We were stunned. And now the day, nearly six months later, folks, the big news is that Xbox, or should I say Microsoft, are now no games. Sorry. What's that? What's that? Has, well, it has no games. That's, they, they still don't have any games. Even, even with this purchase, they have no games. Um, Xbox and, and Microsoft are now the proud owners of Bethesda Game Studios and Zenimax, and uh, it is it is a day that we've all been waiting to hear. It is a day that, unfortunately, has raised more additional questions. Uh, even though there have been many, many cheers, uh, you know, in the in the you know in the fan base, there's also been a lot of uh, disappointment from people within the gaming industry who I actually have a tremendous amount of respect for and really enjoy listening to, but somehow disappointed me. Uh, I'm not going to get into in, in, into particulars because I don't I don't want to you know I definitely don't want to start throwing sh- uh, you know a poo around. I definitely don't want to do that because this is a day of celebration. This is a day that we, again, as gamers, we have been waiting for. Uh, as Xbox gamers, we have sat back and watched uh, both Nintendo and Sony um, have a lot to talk about in, in, in the last generation. Both uh, provided many, many great uh, experiences. Um, and in those games, we saw um, what what we wanted on Xbox. And besides which the second half of the show, we're going to get into the onslaught of first-party games that no one in the industry is talking about. We're going to talk about them today because I don't think Microsoft, I, I, again, I don't necessarily think, even, even through some of the fans, the fan base, the community, and of course the gaming media, are actually seeing Microsoft for the dominant force that is walking in the shadows. Uh, they, they, they're they not giving them the credit due, but we're going to do that today because, quite frankly, when I break down this list, I think most people are going to walk away stunned how many games they have coming out that are exclusive to the platform. And when I say exclusive, of course, they're coming to PC, but I just have to, you know, exclusive to Xbox, which, which means basically you're not getting them on PlayStation and you're not getting them on Nintendo. Uh, but I, I want to go to, of course, the, the 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 incredible panel that we have here, and I, I and look, I'll say this: as content creators, industry spectators, and more importantly, gamers, what does the official announcement of Microsoft now owning and operating all of Bethesda's game studios mean to you? But more importantly, what does it mean to the industry? And I want to start. I'll start with Everborn Saga on this. Take it away. Okay, so here's the thing. I think that it, 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 it's we're in exciting times, right? And but the thing that I said people may not agree with me on is the sort of exclusivity question. Meaning, do I think they should be exclusive? Absolutely. Do I think they will be exclusive? I think mostly, except for where it makes sense. Meaning. Elder Scrolls Online, 
Fallout 76 or any new sort of service-based games from ZeniMax Online, right? Right. Now, and and I would be, and I don't think that, the, and that they've said this, they're not going to pull any games out of the store. And I'm sure there are, we know of at least two games that uh, Sony has signed exclusives for that they will still get. And there could be other things in the pipeline. We don't know if, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Indiana Jones. We don't know what the requirements are around that and exclusivity. That said, I think anything that can be exclusive will be exclusive. That said, if, it, if for some reason it is not, though I don't understand what business sense it would make, it that I don't really care about. I won't be angry, right? What, what excites me about this deal is that one, everything's coming to Game Pass. My subscription just got more valuable. Correct. Right? Right. And, and, and there, no matter what happens, that is an undeniable fact. Right. And so if you subscribe to Game Pass, you should be elated regardless of where these things come. So that that's the first thing. The the next thing is um, you shouldn't get too upset if they go other places in the in that you would have gotten these games anyway. Right. For the most part. Right. Because. Uh, ZeniMax is mostly uh, a multi-plat uh, publisher. Now, that said, the other thing that should excite everyone, and I mean everyone, is what, I guess we should cross our fingers for this, what will um, Phil and Satya Holt and Microsoft freeing up the stress of having to release games maybe before they're finished or whatever what can that do what can microsoft's what can zenimax do with microsoft's resources what kind of games will they will they be allowed to work on their passion projects will will they get all the time they need for the next fallout or starfield whatever that is or um um elder scrolls and if, if they get that, if they're able to not sort of have the pressure of chapter 11, you know, on their backs, will will what kind of games will they be able to produce? And that, to me, should excite everyone. And that's what excites me about this. It's not whether they are exclusive or not, although I think they should be. If And it doesn't make any sense if the goal is to, to um, increase Game Pass subs. But if they are not, I don't think anyone should be holding their head down, especially if you have Game Pass and knowing that they will constantly be able to produce things. We're talking about Game Pass now with this, with the 23 studios. Once we start getting towards the end of this year, it might not even be once every three months. We're at a place where it could be once every two or, or, or one month. And there are more, more is coming, right? And, and what we said is, what does this say to the industry? It says they're not done yet. You are on notice. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, uh, uh, you know, maybe Sega's next. Maybe Steam is next. My big hope is Capcom. All of that's on the table now. And I think if you see, I think we've seen Microsoft be so sort of coy about it. And I, I want everyone to think about this. The reason we don't have an answer as to exclusivity, if you are trying to close a deal 
Well, they couldn't legally talk about it. That's been confirmed. Even more, though, if you're trying to close that deal, do you want to say when people are looking at the deal to see whether it's anti-competitive or not? Right. Do you want want to say, yeah, we're shutting it down. Nobody gets nothing. You don't want to say that. Right. And furthermore, we could be in a scenario where, hey, we're going to play nice and say we're going to release everything everywhere until we get the next big publisher. Right. That's that's a thing that could happen. Maybe after that, then they turn into, um, you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Right. But it, it is it is entirely possible that the way that they've been talking is just so that no one would have any concerns as to, you know, the monopolistic practices that that, you know, have plagued Microsoft in the past, not in the gaming division, but but elsewhere in the company. You know, you make a lot of sense. And actually, I think what you're talking about is probably why we haven't heard anything. But you know what? I, I kind of want to frame something for the, uh, the the nearly 400 people, folks. And I think we're breaking records tonight. Um, I've been I've been pushing. We need some more been, likes, though. We need, we yeah, yeah. We, oh, we definitely need more likes about that. But I, I want to frame something for Crispy Bomb because I want to fire him up more than Ari, than he already is. So I hope you got a bottle of water to put yourself out because here we go. Um What's interesting and what is perplexing and annoying and frustrating and an industry double standard is this. Sony, who is has an incredible marketing department, right? They know how to market their games. I, I've, I've praised them multiple times because, quite frankly, they, they're, they just don't have any equal. That's the bottom line. But here's the thing, folks, and and crispy, get ready because this is this is this is being framed for you. Sony locks up Final Fantasy VII for a year or potentially more, right? I'm seeing advertisement for the PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII, but not the Xbox version. Uh, we know for a fact that they locked up Final Fantasy 16 for two years. No one bats an eye. Uh, we we know that because Microsoft is going to allow their you know deals to be done because you know they're, 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 that's how they do their business. Deathloop is a year exclusive. Ghostwire Tokyo is a year exclusive. And then we hear from uh, you know behind the scenes, and I don't think Sony wanted this to come out that they wanted to buy Starfield and make that a PS5 exclusive, not a timed exclusive, folks. An actual third-party exclusive Bethesda game that got the, what what wound up happening to Sony is the rug was pulled out from under them because Microsoft bought the whole goddamn farm instead of just the pig, right? And we're now we're starting to hear, and again, I don't want to mention names because I don't want this show blackballed, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not looking to fight with the industry. You know, I, I there's many many people that I love and respect that are in the mainstream media. But I have to say, the, the, the rhetoric of how it's Microsoft's job to play nice with everyone and, and, and Sony's allowed to basically backstab everyone they can and it's accepted is sickening. Um, and um, I, I listen, I, I, what do I give a shit? Like, I have all three systems. I support them. But I'm sorry. You know, if, 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 as an Xbox first dude, I said this publicly, and I, and I know people from Microsoft listen to this show. It would be, in my opinion, a form of weakness. If anything AAA-related made it over to PlayStation, they don't need that money. 
Phil said it. He actually said we don't need to put this on other platforms. You know what? You don't have to when you put it on PC and, and Xbox, two massive platforms. And I think that the only way you do put these games on a PlayStation 5 is if PlayStation 5 now has and services Xbox Game Pass. And you know they're never going to do that. So if Sony is not willing to play, then I, I would also say, well, I'm not willing to play and I'm taking my ball and going home. Crispy, you were fired up before the show. I know I set you on fire now. Please take it away. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Ever <laughs> remember the South Park episode? Simpsons did it. Well, guess what? You know what? The controversy that has gone around any gaming community or anything like that. How about you look at the the predecessor of such things? When, when people were mad about, you know, the the Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raiders being a year exclusive on Xbox, they allowed all these other games to be a year exclusive on, on PlayStation. Why don't you keep that same damn energy and stop acting like one console maker can do what no wrong and the other one can do everything wrong it is absolutely ridiculous okay and bethesda has released more games on any microsoft platform including pc it's like triple what they've released on playstation i'm sorry people they've been in bed with microsoft for a long time you got to get it through your head. Microsoft's going to do what they want. Have they released Ori on the Switch? Yes, they have. Because you know what? Nintendo's willing to play ball. Now, if you only have a PlayStation, have you played Ori yet? No, I'm going to go to my PC. That's what you're going to say. Well, guess what? Microsoft's been doing that for a long time. And one thing I will say is Microsoft could literally buy PlayStation because they have over a hundred billion cash on hand. Okay, that is they have almost the net worth of PlayStation cash on hand, people. Okay, they are one of the highest cash on hand companies in the entire world, and they have the highest in North America. Okay. You have to understand the only reason why I feel people are kind of butthurt is because PlayStation can't do what Microsoft can. And it's money-wise. Okay? that Whose fault is that? What? Microsoft started as a little tiny little company competing with, with Apple. Anybody remember using MS-DOS and stuff like that? Well, guess what? But that's the word releasing games on MS-DOS. Are you are you just you have to understand Bethesda has released more games on a Microsoft platform than any other platform and and that takes a lot of you know love to continue to do that over the years yep. and now you have been bought they and and actually I I look as a as a consumer and everything else and I say you are not a publicly traded company, which I do stocks, okay? Stocks is a lot of loopholes. You're exactly right, Everborn. The SEC 
does not oversee that. You just have to go through the courts. And as long as nobody tries to sue you in that process, guess what? The, the deal was probably finalized when they announced it. Yeah. As far as North America is concerned, they just didn't want to leave the entire world out of the exclusivity or anything else like that, because maybe the EU would make them do different things in their area. So they would have to play ball with the EU. Instead, go ahead. I just want to add one one, uh, thing that even strengthens your your point and your case here. You know, even when we look at Ori and we look at Cuphead, those are actually published by uh, Xbox Game Studios, but they're not like, those are second party deals. Those were not made by uh, one of Xbox's studios. Like X- Microsoft doesn't own Moon Studios and they don't own Cuphead. They just put some money in to make those get done. And you're seeing those come to the Switch, but you don't see any of the other like wholly owned other than Minecraft. You don't see any of those going anywhere else, right? They'll go to Xbox and, and they'll exactly. go to PC. Well, and and a lot of people don't realize that actually in the agreement when Microsoft purchased is that Minecraft would stay on all platforms. A lot of people don't even understand that. And actually, Phil said this in one of his interviews. That's the reason why it's still on all platforms. And and, and actually, Microsoft looks at it and says, wow, you know, we may not have intentionally done this, but it looks pretty good on paper right now. And that's, you have to understand, like, Phil's a gamer. Phil's talking to people that are just like, oh, you know, I, I'm I'm all about, you know, my Excel or, you know, it, it budgets, how, how, we're, how we're going about. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing Microsoft just kind of pull down the gaming wall of budgets because they purchased a lot of other things that have failed that are actually more costly than Bethesda. And, and because... Bethesda has so many IPs and they've released so many games on, on the entire platform that has become Xbox, but is also still Microsoft windows or edge or whatever it is. You know what I mean? They still have, have relished the fact that they are, they are all over the place and they have released so many different IPs. This is the perfect marriage. And, I'm not saying that a game doesn't do well on Xbox and they don't say, hey, we'll just throw it to PlayStation. Like, screw it. That's what they did with the Switch. And it, it might not be a second party deal like like it is with the Switch. You know, it's not it's not, you know, we didn't buy this company and they can go there. But if it fits and and you can make more money, they probably will do it. But you're still gonna see it on Game Pass for your subscription price. And that's something that they're going to be like, hey, you don't want to pay $70 for this game on PlayStation? Come over to Xbox. We got it for $15 a month. Oh, and we got another 100 games behind that. And and there's constantly updating games. Oh, we got all your sports games. So, I mean, I, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I want to get to everybody else. But, man, it's just it's insane, the double standard, because you, you're going to sit there and, and act like PlayStation or Nintendo can do no wrong. Nintendo has literally held on their exclusives for an entire lifespan of the console, and nobody says a damn word. But Microsoft goes and buys 
But that's the Zenimax, and now all of a sudden everybody's getting mad about it. Well, you know what? I don't understand it. I don't know who's got that background stuff going on. You got to mute your mic. Um, but yeah, that's it's just insane that we're gonna continue with this double standard until it's finally announced that Starfield's exclusive or Elder Scrolls Six is exclusive. And 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 that's not to say that they don't do five years down the road when they finally said enough's enough. Let's just release it. Five years is too long, especially in the console life cycle. It, they can do that. They can do whatever they want now. No, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. You know what, the Tempest Sun, you, you, you were fired up about this as, as well, and I, I'm interested to get your point of view as we close in on 500 people already here for tonight's program. Uh, you know what, real quick, uh, w- w- what are your thoughts on this? I mean, is is there an industry double standard uh, that's going on, and and, and why is Sony allowed to lock up exclusive after exclusive? But when Microsoft actually buys the farm, somehow or another, even they, they have to play fair and let the game go to everybody. Why, why is that, uh, Tempest Sun? I'm going to be blunt here, honest. Everybody has their preference. So you, you can own all platforms, all whatever. I mean, like me, you could have a Switch, a PlayStation, a PC, and an an Xbox, right? Um, But you have your your favorite place. Uh, So first of all, I think if your favorite place isn't Xbox, this is just going to bother a lot of people. And the biggest reason it's going to bother them uh, is because it's your preferred platform isn't the one doing it, straight up. Uh, They just don't like it. Um, I don't know if they see it as a, a sign of losing or whatever, but the biggest thing that probably irritates them is they can't do it. Uh, Nintendo can't do what Microsoft did. PlayStation or Sony can't do what Microsoft did. Um, it just they simply cannot do what just happened. And at the end of the day, uh, you know the U.S. and Europe didn't have a problem with it. Said it's not a monopoly, right? So there, technically speaking, is not an issue here. Uh, there really is not. So it's if it's clear legally to do, they own. Bethesda now. It is their uh, uh, set of studios to do as they see fit. They would be the dumbest move in, on the planet, but they could simply shut down the studios now if they wanted to. Uh, it's theirs to do whatever they want to with, right? Um, as far as people, uh, you know, like in the industry having a problem with it, you know, I just, uh, I guess, covered that why I think that is. But it's also because it's a different Microsoft. Uh, nobody's used to seeing Microsoft do this. Uh, they just made the most ballsy move I've personally ever seen in the games industry. And they spent 7.5 billion cash overpaid, by the way, they overspent, I think on Bethesda from what I understand is they gave them probably more than they even could have. So take that as you will. I know, I don't know why they did that, but maybe to really make the deal sweet for them, for Bethesda themselves. I don't know. Um, but dude, uh, you know, as far as people saying it's an L if they're not exclusive, do I personally think it's an L if they aren't exclusive? I honestly kind of do. Uh, like I yeah. said, they can do whatever they want, but I, I would find it that, uh, to be kind of an L for them. And the reason why, um, listen, everybody's saying, yeah, but if these games are day and date on Game Pass, they're first, um, people are going to flock to that, right? While that is true, one thing I know about a lot of gamers uh, is they're stubborn. They're very stubborn. Look at Steam. There are so many people that game on Steam, that game on PC, 
that will wait years if need be for a game to hit their platform, which is Steam. They will wait for years or ever. There's a lot of people that just simply will not play something if it doesn't hit their preferred platform. So if you give, I hate to say it, but PlayStation owners, any glimmer of hope at all that some of these games are going to hit, there are a ton of them that won't touch it, that will see that $15 a month and not care because right. they just want to play on their preferred platform. So are you going to get a lot of PlayStation guys that sit there and scratch their head and say, well, I could wait years potentially, and I'd have to spend the full $70, or I can go over here now and spend 15 bucks, right? Uh, you'd be surprised how many would just refuse to do that and would insist on uh, paying the full money. In fact, we, I know, we know a couple uh, people that refuse to go digital, that just want to buy everything physical, that don't like Game Pass on the Xbox platform. So right. I mean, you even have people already there that aren't willing to use the service. So um, what, what's keeping them exclusive would be it would absolutely force them to go into Xbox's realm. Now, I don't know why they would do it, but it would force them on PC, on Steam at the very least, to buy their games or they could do Game Pass, and that's what they want. At the end of the day, that's what they, they would rather have you as a Game Pass subscriber than a purchaser of their games. So I don't know, man. I, I really do think uh, Tom Warren, um, I think everybody probably knows where he's from. He just linked a, uh, a thing of one of the Xbox execs saying he wants Bethesda games to be best in Xbox's realm or at least first there. Um, and yeah, yeah uh, that that's that's an old interview. CFO, that, right? Yeah, that was a CFO yeah. that said that. I think he spoke out of turn. I did too. That's what I was going to say. I, I think yeah. he spoke out of turn as well. Um, I, I really, honestly, I, I don't see these games going elsewhere other than the ecosystem. And a lot of people might not like that, but I mean, Boom said it. You said it pre-show. Um, listen, it, it, they. I've said it before on this show. They make it easier than any other company on the planet to play their games. Yep. Um, it, it, it is how it is. You can play it in the most places, period. So if you want to play their games, they make it extremely easy for you to do so. So why complain? Just let it happen. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't care if something's your preferred platform or not. Like to me, I have to sit there and just think to myself, what the heck is going on? Because they give you an option to play all their games day and date. For a subscription fee without having to spend 60 70 dollars like right who wouldn't want that i i mean maybe some people like spending money just spending it when they could be saving i mean who knows maybe they like the thrill of spending 70 bucks uh, you yeah, tell well me. So it's almost 76 with tax to be honest yeah, exa- with you yeah, in exactly. the u.s and even more so in canada and speaking of canada let's bring in mag mag look there's a couple of points i wanted i want to give you yeah. to run with um when spider-man was confirmed as an exclusive for playstation uh, uh, basically, the PlayStation community told Xbox gamers, well, if you want to play Spider-Man, buy a PlayStation 4. P- pretty much that is exactly what Jim Ryan said. Uh, if you want to play our exclusives, you got to get the box and play in our ecosystem. And he was very bullish about doing so. Uh, and that was that, that was cheered on by many people in the community as well, of course, as the industry, as we've seen. Um, now... Right. It seems as if Microsoft has been uh, basically 
positioned in uh put themselves in a position of power they have 23 studios right now they are the owners of some of the biggest franchises in gaming history and the industry is crying foul because they were one of the few companies that could spend 7.5 billion dollars on a bethesda and in a quarter make double that by $15.5 billion. That which that was, of course, for Microsoft Corporation. And, and without any AAA bangers, still managed a measly $5 billion for the Xbox division. So I'm no mathematician. That's $20.5 billion in three months. In 90 days, Microsoft made between Xbox and the Microsoft brand. Um, so to say that they don't need to put these new Bethesda games on a PlayStation and like, like like um, uh, Tempest Sun just said, uh, they, they, they make it the most easiest to play their games basically anywhere. What are, what are your thoughts are on the deal, but more importantly, the industry crying foul? First of all, I think that the people that are crying foul is such a small minority of idiots, I don't even pay attention to them. Sorry, I'm just going to say it like it is. Because you know what? If you actually go out there and you look, and let's just take PlayStation 4, for example, from last generation. They had, what, about $120 million sold, if not more? Yeah, so, it, yeah, we can round it off to 120 Yeah. All right. We can say, let's say 120 for argument's sake. 110 million of those people have no idea what we're talking about. Okay? None whatsoever. Okay, let maybe a little bit more. Maybe $15 million. You know why? Because... The, you know, the games, which, by the way, are magnificent, those uh, those first-party games and everything else. I own them all, by the way. I'm no fraud. Okay, but let me tell you something. The people who are like, it's the greatest thing since, since sliced bread and this and that, whatever. Well, if it was, why is it that you got 120 million consoles sold and you only sell 5 million? Or you sell 10 million? Or they broke a record with Spider-Man, and that was less than 20% of your user base. So Correct. the people that are doing this kind of thing are like these extreme... Like, you know, uh, fanatical maniacs, whatever. They're the ones crying foul. But the thing is, as with society these days, it's a, it's, a, it's a society of spin these days. Okay? And what I mean by that is that sensationalism creates clicks. Okay? And, they, and what they want is they want to create conflict. And conflict and sensationalism gets more attention, which makes yes. these, it gives these websites more money, more clicks. That's all they care about. They don't care about anything else. I bet you behind the scenes, they all got Game Pass. <laughs> okay, and that's and that's what's actually going on. I've heard YouTubers out there and podcasters out there, Xbox, Xbox. All of a sudden, I turn on my Xbox, and there they are playing Xbox. Okay, but they're doing it for attention. Okay, yeah. and I understand it, but I mean, you know, from a business point of view, anyway. But anyways, as for this Bethesda situation, let me tell you something. Let me just put this in perspective with something that's been going on. Basically, what's what they've done is that they modeled themselves after what Disney is doing, and what Disney is doing is nothing short of magnificent. I don't care what anybody says. Okay, what when they started buying up everything in the entire bloody world, everybody's going, "Whoa, what the hell is Disney up to?" They were already thinking about Disney Plus. 15 years ago you bet your ass they were they were already setting up now just to give you an idea of the size of this deal now everybody you know a lot of people are like okay it was big news bethesda the whole uh, the microsoft bethesda business put this in your thoughts for a second they put 7.5 billion dollars disney paid for marvel and star wars for just over the same price as Microsoft bought Bethesda. Wow. 
so they bought Marvel for four million, uh, four billion, excuse me, four million, four billion, and they bought Star Wars for four point zero five billion. Okay, so barely half a billion more than what Microsoft just paid. So if you don't think this is a big deal, look at what they're doing over there. Yeah. So now look at what's happening on Disney Plus. You've got uh, the Mandalorian. You've got all the Star Wars movies. Uh, you've got all the Marvel movies, all the MCU. Uh, as soon as Netflix loses their deal, all the other stuff is going to go back to Disney Plus. You've got, and like I said, the Mandalorian. You've got WandaVision. You've got Falcon Winter Soldier. You've got Loki coming. You've got She-Hulk coming. You've got all this stuff coming. And then you've got the movies coming back out when this bloody pandemic is over, right? This is a machine that they're running, and it is an unstoppable machine. By the way, they're also working on a new Star Wars trilogy as well. So they're doing all this kind of stuff, right? Whether you love it or hate it, but you know what? They've got content cranking out, and damn it, it's good content. Yeah. I can't think that. Like, I loved WandaVision. I loved uh, Mandalorian and all that stuff. Now, now, let's turn this back into video games for a second here. You look at what Bethesda is now, you it's the equivalent of Marvel and Star Wars. Imagine the amount of content, maybe not now, it's going to slowly start coming out now, but you don't start playing a fast tune on the organ grinder right away, okay? You're going to start playing the tune, and it's going to get faster, faster, faster as the years go on. You watch two, three years from now, four years from now, even five years from now, people could joke all they want. But let me tell you something, those games are coming, and it's going to be an onslaught that will be impossible to stop. People are going to be on the ropes. The competition's going to be on the ropes. And they're not going to know what the hell to do. They're getting shot. Breath, right, and center. Jabs to the stomach, uh, elbows to the face, everything, whatever. Okay, they're going to get cranked if they're not prepared. And the thing is, th you know, they have a different business model. Nintendo does whatever the hell Nintendo wants to do, and they seem to get away with it. That's fine. Yep. Okay, yeah. just go ahead. Do whatever you want to do. Make cardboard. I don't care. Whatever you want to do over there, go right <laughs> ahead. That's not my bag. Okay? Sony, I believe... Jim Ryan even said, he says, we're not going to have as much content, but it's going to be very good quality. I believe him. Me too. Be yeah. Because his first party titles, his Sony's first party titles are amazing. Okay. I'm in the middle of days gone right now. I'm about 25 hours in. I can't put it down. I haven't turned my Xbox on in like four days, except for the Halo tournament that uh, we choked in. But anyways, that's another story. But the whole <laughs> point is, is that. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm playing it. I love it. But you know that the games are going to be coming out and they're going to be really good. They're going to be polished. They're going to be excellent stories. They're going to make me laugh. They're going to make me cry. They're going to make me excited to get home from work because I want to see what happens to Kratos or whatever. Right. So that's what that's what they're going to do. Now, what Microsoft is going to be doing. Let me ask you another question. I bought a car. OK, a couple of years ago. Nice car. You think I bought it to share with the whole neighborhood? Right. Like, hey, Jim, I bought a car. You could drive it Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'll drive it Tuesday. No. I bought it for me. Okay? I bought it for me. Hey, Microsoft. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, Mag, you, you remember the movie Friday? Yes. Where they talked to bite the bike. They said it's like it's both ours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. At my house. yeah, exactly. Okay? This is not. <laughs> you got me thinking about that now. That's not what's going to happen. That's not what's going to happen. You're completely delusional if you think it is. And let me tell you something else. They say, oh, well, it's going to be on a case-by-case -case basis. Of course they're going to say that. The deal wasn't finished yet. But once the deal is finished, the only thing that anybody else is going to be getting is like the Elder Scrolls Online, you know, things like that. Like that's I mean, th those are like going to continue to get support. See, of course they're going to get support. And whatever expansions they bring right. are going to go there. Same that thing with the Elder Scrolls. 
Right. They they'll, they'll stay there. Uh, they'll, they'll, sorry, they'll, they'll stay there. They'll, they'll, they'll go to everybody. And they're not pulling the original content. You'll still be able to be able to play all the Wolfensteins and all the right. Dishonored and all oh, the other games. Thank you. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. No, no, no. no. That, no you, 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 as soon as you said Wolfenstein, I just went ping. A little thought came into my head. There's been this rhetoric going around, okay? And I've been hearing it more and more, and it makes me want to bash my own face into the wall. And they're like, well, you can't take away Wolfenstein because they're in the middle of a trilogy. Oh, really? Let me tell you guys a little story. It's called Sunset Overdrive. Do you yeah. think that Sony's going, well, the Xbox guys need to see what's happening in part two, so maybe we should give it to them. Hell no! It's staying on PlayStation. Correct. If they decide to get to that game. So do you? So now that Sony's never going to give anybody else Sunset Overdrive 2, assuming that they make that game, Insomniac makes it, okay? But if they don't make it, <coughs> excuse me, and what's going to happen is, and if and uh, Wolfenstein, why not leave it on the Xbox? If you want to see what happens, play it on Xbox, play it on PC, play it on your phone, play it on your tablet, play whatever, play it on your smart TV. Sorry, not enough options for you. Should yeah, I go no. on? No, like, absolutely. On. So yeah. that's, what's, that's what's happening, okay? And the other thing is, why are they doing this? Why are they doing this, folks? Face it. They're doing it to build their business. This yes. isn't a charity. This isn't the March of Dimes Xbox edition. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Get real. When you spend big boy bucks like $7.5 billion, you spent it for a reason. When Disney spent $8.05 billion for those two franchises, they didn't do it so they could share it with Amazon Prime or Hulu. They want your ass on their service. Yes. And yes, I understand. That even if, let's just say for argument's sake, it went everywhere, okay? It went to all the different things. Okay, yeah, it's on Sony, it's on whatever, it's on Nintendo, it's on Xbox, it's on PC. Yes, it would still be beneficial to be an Xbox owner because, yes, you will be paying your $15 a month. And then you're going to get all those games for 15 bucks a month, which I don't want to get down that rabbit hole of listening to people justifying why it's better to spend 70 bucks. I that, that's another one. I want to somehow reach through the microphone and strangle them. But like, that's the most ridiculous uh, argument I've ever heard. But anyway, the point is, yes, it'll still be beneficial to be an Xbox player, however, or a Game Pass owner. However, if you're trying to get new people on the service. Thank you very much. There you go. That is the key. You're yes. not worrying about me. You're not worrying about that. Phil Spencer's not sitting there going, "Oh, I hope Meg uh, re uh, you know uh, re ups his subscription." He knows I'm going to. He knows you're going to. Boom! Anybody on this panel, people in the chat, he knows that you're going to be staying on that service because we we know it's coming eventually, right? That's not what you're spending seven point five billion dollars for. You're spending seven point five billion dollars to get those other people all over the globe who are not Xbox gamers, and that's what you do. You put it in the forefront. You put it right in there, and then you say, if you want to play this, and you want to be on the bandwagon, you guys want to see what all the commotion's about, you play it here. You come yeah. to us. That's what you're paying the money for. That's what I see. I mean, look, let me let, let me let me bring in Cyber uh, Cybernox, or now the formerly Cybernox. Like he said, basically took the form of Prince. Uh, Cyber, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. Paris Lilly, who's a part of the X-Cast, Said something very interesting last week when this uh, when this conversation came up during their uh, their live stream, and he says, you know, when you look when you think about Xbox, they currently have a AAA identity problem, and the Bethesda deal basically fixes that. 
And he was 100% right. Now, I'm not saying that he haven't had AAA bangers. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that as compared to Sony, who has had a plethora of bangers going dating all the way back to 2016, they had a decent year. 2017, pretty damn good year. 2018, unbelievable year. 2019, great year. 2020, fantastic like they've had one year success after another now maybe those games aren't for everyone and and if that's the case i hear you but those are for boom boom appreciates them and i and that's why i play them but what these what this bethesda deal does that was confirmed today is it puts these triple a bangers alongside their other first party games that are coming out which we're going to break down in the second half of this show and i'm telling you folks what that does for the brand is two major things it says what if you are someone that doesn't own an xbox and you start to see these bethesda games like you start seeing the commercials for starfield and it's exclusive in xbox game pass you're gonna be like whoa, whoa what is that xbox game for 15 a month why well, i didn't know about this this is where you get people to go out and buy your 300 console which is the whole point of bringing a, a second console outside of the monster known as the X and having an S, having the lesser, uh, 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 the, the lesser powerful console, but the more, um, you know, financial friendly console. And what does Microsoft have done on top of that? They've given us three other ways to play games. You can play actually four with X Cloud and Xbox Game Pass. Uh, you can turn around and play on your phone, play on your tablet. Now playing on your TVs, two different types of TVs, Samsung and another brand, you're going to be able to play. On top of being able to play on your PC, they have given you a way to play. There's no reason why any of these games have to go to PlayStation. What what are your thoughts on this industry double standard that's wreaking its ugly head, even with this uh, confirmed news of the Microsoft Bethesda deal being okayed? Listen, $7.5 billion. They're going to do whatever is best for Microsoft and Xbox, period. Whether that be exclusives on the Xbox ecosystem or, you know, sp- spread it amongst everybody. You know, share share their game, share the wealth. I personally think they're going to keep it exclusive. It just makes sense. They wouldn't spend that kind of money just to go ahead and, you know, put these games on all these other platforms if that was the case they would have just bought potentially just bought some exclusivity rights or just the rights for xbox game pass that would probably have cost them a lot less money than 7.5 billion you know what i mean now um i know tempest said we've we've said this uh numerous times here uh tonight already so i won't regurgitate too much on it but they've given you the ability to play it on literally almost anywhere with the exception of the other consoles right you can't play it on a playstation system and you can't play it on uh, a nintendo system as of right now right i'm sure if either one of those companies were willing to work with microsoft i'm I'm 100 sure that they'll probably you know work out a deal with them as well now we're, we're i'm i'm gonna come with uh i got a different kind of uh idea on this as well or a different type of uh, thinking just because we're celebrating this now but 
what this what this what this symbolizes now what this means is microsoft right now is they're gonna be on the hot seat because you're gonna have gamers xbox fans xbox hardcore fans and playstation fans Everyone is going to be waiting on the next news from Microsoft in regards to this acquisition. The deal is done. And I think we mentioned it here before. Now, okay, that the deal is done, what does that mean? They better dot all their I's, cross all their T's, because the messaging needs to be clear. Yeah, okay? I agree. And I know... And I know Phil Spencer um, has mentioned, you know, he's done a couple of interviews saying, uh, paraphrasing here, I thought we did uh, make it clear to the the to the Xbox fan base that games are coming to the Xbox and PC, but he didn't include any other console or he didn't mention anybody on uh, anybody else, you know. So it's good. They need listen the messaging on this. It's you know there it needs to be perfect it needs to come out like you know like like sony's marketing it literally has to be like that they need to figure something out because whether they said i think they're gonna catch he either way right kind of like what you were saying about the media and these outlets double standard if they go and say hey all these games from bethesda's right from bethesda are gonna be exclusive Okay, on the Xbox, they're going to catch a lot of heat from the media, these outlets, because just like uh, Tempest alluded to earlier, they have a preference. These guys have a preference. You know, they have a job, you know, to also give you the facts, but everyone has a preference. Right. So they're going to catch some heat on, on that end. And they also have to see how the Xbox fans, we how are we going to react to this? Right. Like we want or some of us w- would want. For some of these games to be exclusive right stay on the platform incentivize xbox game pass get a new sub get new subscribers into the ecosystem continue to grow the platform and, and so forth so that's that's what i'm most interested in now you know seeing how what what their messaging is gonna be and how they're gonna deliver it and how the fans gaming fans in general i'm talking about all gamers here how everyone's going to react i'm fascinated by it and i can't wait for it yeah no absolutely and uh, you know what i this again what a what a great way to open up the show everyone has been on fire but i gotta catch up on these outstanding super chats and my god they have come in in an abundance uh the first one of the evening comes to us from a very good friend of the show black Hi, dog. Drops an outstanding $5 super, super sticker. Hey, dude, thanks so much for being here. Definitely appreciate the support. Psychonauts8 drops an outstanding $2 super, super chat and says, shout out to everyone on the panel and in the chat. Well, shout out to you, brother, and thank you for being here. Our brother, Italian Clowns, drops an outstanding $15 super chat and says, sorry, couldn't be here tonight, man. It's going to be a great show. Awesome panel, as always. Boom. Love you guys. And Clowns, we love you, too. Hopefully you feel better soon. Uh, generous friend of the show, Pixel Bit G drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says, first, the first direct X game was Doom 95. I didn't even know that, dude. Well, thanks so much for the info and thanks so much for supporting the channel. Gamer by choice drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, I don't I, I think not announcing exclusivity yet would be smart if they are trying to purchase another publisher for fear of getting the deal 
blocked. That's pretty yep. interesting. Yeah, that's actually that's actually quite smart. Uh, Michael Cullick, generous friend of the show, he drops, wow, dude, an outstanding $20 super chat and says, if Microsoft doesn't make future Bethesda titles exclusive, ex- excluding the multiplayer titles and past single-player titles already established, they're telling the world that they don't want to compete where it counts. That's a strong point, and I would agree. Nightwolf3186 drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, I never got my PS3 or PS4 till I saw a game that I just had to have the other console for. Uncharted and God of War were those games. I had no problem doing it. Xbox should and can do the same. Great point, Nightwolf. Uh, Chaos, Chaos Might drops an outstanding. Five dollars super chat and says, how many of those PlayStation owners bought two to three PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pros? Well, I bought four by myself uh in in the course of the history of that so yeah that's why they're up at 120 million because there are a lot of people that double triple my brother bought five so we're good but if our family's good for nine by ourselves which is ridiculous um lazy couch gamer thank you so much for the outstanding five dollars super chat and they say i hope they make these games exclusive the problem i see is in the inclusive shit they talked about so much. Unfortunately, they may chicken out. Yeah, I, you know what? I mean, I, I think you're right on that, but I, I don't know. We're going to have to see. Um, Bay Area drops an outstanding and very generous $5 super chat and says, if Game Pass went to PlayStation or Nintendo, it would only come as a streaming app in the form of xCloud comes on mobile devices. Yeah, I, I, I think you're definitely right on that. I think it would definitely come as an app that you can download. But would people download it? Well, that's the question. And, I, and, and you know what? Listen, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but if you're Microsoft... You're holding all the cards. You know what you tell Sony and Jim Ryan? Hey, Jim, listen, um, you know, I'm not sure if this matters to you or your millions of gamers, um, but if you want uh, Starfield and Fallout and, you know, the, the next Doom and, and Wolfenstein 3 we're releasing this year, well, you, you can have it, but Game Pass has got to be on there and we have to have full access. Oh, oh you don't want to do that? Well, then you know what? Not a problem. You just keep on with your, your, your exclusive and we'll keep on with ours. That's how that conversation would go if I were Phil Spencer. Um, Delano Castro drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, Game Pass on PlayStation Chromium based browser uh, infiltrate. That, you never know. It's, you never know. And we have, wow, uh, Hyponize drops a very generous $20 super sticker. Thank you so much for the generosity and thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. But guys, Hey, well, just, sorry, one thing, boom. Does the PS5 even have a browser? I, you know, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I, think, I don't think it does. I don't I, think it has a browser. You know what? That's a good question. I never looked for one. And you, you know what? You're probably right. It probably doesn't have a browser. So it'd have to be just like an app would have to be like, you know, one of the, the one of the apps you can download. I would imagine that's that's how they would infiltrate the PlayStation I, 5. And the reason I bring that up, I wonder if that is part of the reason it doesn't have a browser because it could be any streaming service could have been stadia but you know the uh x cloud streaming app is coming to browsers maybe they just didn't want that in their ecosystem 
you know that's that listen you you we will we're never going to know but listen thir- this thursday folks is the rumored uh Bethesda Microsoft event that was that's being that's being thrown around by the gaming media we're going to be talking about it on tomorrow's Xbox one on one that goes live at 12 p.m. eastern standard time if you want more information on that and the five potential games that Remedy is working on uh which one of them or two of them might be Microsoft exclusives tune in tomorrow uh me and Zemi are going to be breaking uh several big topics down and those are definitely two of them but I want to get to topic number two, ladies and gentlemen. And first of all, folks, we, we just maxed out at 637 people here, which is it might be a record. We might might be a record for this show. Uh, and all I ask is that if you are if you're new, uh, I want to say welcome with open arms. This is a uh, channel that welcomes everyone, regardless of what uh, you know, what your you know preferences, whether Sony, Nintendo, Xbox, or all three. Um, we're here to have fun. This is the friendliest chat, um, and I've made some big, big upgrades this year. You're seeing a lot of gameplay going on in the background, some big topics, some big intros coming uh, from Danero Panero, who continues to amaze and dazzle the community with his talent. And um, listen, I would ask that uh, you know, hang around uh, if you if you're enjoying it hit the like button and more importantly if you want to hear four live shows a week and sometimes more uh this week i'm going to be on quite a few podcasts as well as uh, i did an extra one this afternoon talking about the bethesda deal being confirmed by the eu you get a lot of that live content uh consider subscribing to double barrel gaming i guarantee you you are you won't be disappointed and folks we are under 2500 away from 10,000 subs and i'm hoping to get that by e3 20, uh, 2021 so uh yeah that'd be a big that'd be a big big thing for this channel and if you want to help get get me there well all you gotta do is hit the subscribe button it would be definitely and greatly appreciated and the like now button. now as i take a, a swig of my water because i was i was getting quite parched i want to get to topic number two now look by the title and the thumbnail that had over 25 likes before the program even went live. Um, there is a lot to get excited about for Xbox. And unfortunately, only the Xbox crowd seems to understand the onslaught of first-party games coming, not only in 2021, and be, uh, but, but beyond is what we're going to be talking about. And quite frankly... There is a lot of excitement and and uh, and and praise to be had if you are an Xbox fan. Now, to say the future is bright, uh, with what has been announced and several unannounced surprises that Phil Spencer talked about when he said players can expect lots of surprises in 2021. It seems that these surprises are related to both Xbox Game Pass editions as well as new or brand new major releases. Now. I wrote this original topic of discussion because I believe that the underdog status quo is still a part of many in the gaming industry when openly discussing uh, Xbox, Game Pass, Project X Cloud, and of course the Xbox Series X and S. Now, 
just looking at what was announced at the Nintendo Direct and the Sony State of Play, I see a very out, very different outlook for 2021. And and it, I gotta tell you something. Team Green is going to be smiling like a Cheshire cat. Now, in an article that I pulled from Kotaku of all places, the writer openly discusses how his PlayStation 5 is, quote, collecting dust, and that his titled article said this, Sorry, PlayStation 5. Xbox Series X has has unexpectedly become my preferred console. Now, look, um, just... To kind of throw this out there, so we understand what is coming in 2021 for Xbox on top of potentially two to three AAA unannounced bombs, right, that are not a part of this list. This is what's releasing, right? You got Adios, The Artful Escape, The Ascent, The Big Con, Crossfire X, Status, uh, a Dead Static Drive, Echo Generations, Echo Mecha, which looks dope. XO One, The Gunk, Halo Infinite, The Last Stop, Lake, Little Witch in the Woods, The Medium, which we had in January, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Psychonauts 2, RPG Time, Sable, Scorn, She uh, She Dreams Elsewhere, Shredders, and Song of Iron, as well as Tunic. Uh, now, you can also add to that 12 Minutes, Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy, Warhammer, Warhammer 40K, Dark Tide, Way to the Woods, The Wild at Heart, and of course, the entire Yakuza Remastered Collection and Game Pass. Now, that's the thing that's interesting about this list because every game here, folks, is Game Pass day and day and date. Every every title here is exclusive to Xbox. Now, granted, not every game is for every gamer. There are some smaller games here, but there are some big ones as well. On top of again, the two to three AAA bombs that are unannounced that we know are coming. Now, whether that's going to be a Forza, whether that's going to be uh, the game from Techland, because we do have rumors that Techland was purchased by Microsoft that just wasn't announced yet. Who who knows? But you know that is great, right? That is exciting as an Xbox fan, right? Right? We, I, that is what's coming in 2021. And you say to yourself, well, that sounds pretty good on top of all the all of the third-party games. Because here's the thing. Right now for Sony, we got a, we got a state of play that, that, we, that showed us the first six months of 2021. And like I said, I'm not taking anything away from Returnal. I love Housemark. I think the game is going to be good. But it's not $70 good, at least in my opinion. Now, Ratchet and Clank's a different story. I'm a platform freak. I love platformers, and I love Ratchet and Clank, so that's going to be it. But I honestly, we're not getting God of War in 2021. And I'm going to be honest with you, the, fur- the further we get into the year, I have a feeling that, we- that uh, unfortunately, Horizon Zero, uh, well, not, well, not Horizon Zero Dawn 2, but Hor- Horizon, uh, the Forbidden West, we're not going to get. I think that's going to miss. I think we get that in January or March, February or March of next year. I think somehow that's going to miss for some reason. But I do want to break down the first party games coming in the next two to three years. And quite frankly, this list is ridiculous. And again, folks, no one has, no one, at least in the podcasters that I listened to, sat down and broke this list down publicly. So it's been said, been, to, be, to say it aloud. So you understood what was coming. 
And when I say onslaught, folks, get ready. Hold on to your seats because the list is ridiculous. You got Hellblade 2 and Project Mara by Ninja Theory. You have Avowed, Indiana Jones, Outer Worlds 2, and the rumored Fallout New Vegas 2 by Obsidian Entertainment. You got Fable and Forza Horizon 5 by Playground Games. Gears 6 and the unannounced second project by, by the Coalition. Perfect Dark and the unannounced second project that the initiative is currently working on. Everwild, Sea of Thieves DLC, and a third unannounced rumored project by Rare Limited. State of the K3 by Undead Labs. Bioshock meets Uncharted title by Compulsion Games. You have Psychonauts 2, which we just talked about moments ago, and a second project rumored by, of course, that team. Uh, multiple projects in development, including a new AAA third-person RPG by Inexile Entertainment. Mojang Studios, obviously, they can continue with Minecraft and Minecraft Dungeon support. Forza Motorsport 8 and the rumored second project in development by Turn 10 Studios. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition and Age of Empires 4 by World's Edge. Xbox Game Studio Publishing, working with hundreds of developers to bring second and third party developers as exclusives to the Xbox platform. And this is, again, when you add Bethesda to this list, listen to this craziness. Fallout Next, Doom 3, Elder Scrolls 6, Dishonored 3, Prey 2, Wolfenstein 3, Starfield, Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo, Evil Within 3, and Quake Next. Now, if if that doesn't sell you on the Xbox brand, you know what I say? You just don't like games. That's the bottom line. Um, I, let me go to Mag first on this. Mag, this, this is, I did a lot of talking. I'm going to need a drink. Yep. There's no doubt about it. When you put this into perspective, when you put a show together like this and you say the onslaught of first party uh, first party exclusives and other exclusives which were all labeled for 2021 and beyond mm-hmm. what what else can you say that but that Microsoft is holding the deck of cards well, like I like I said in my uh, my previous little uh, <clears throat> rant there, <laughs> is that uh, they're going the Disney Plus slash Netflix route, and you could see that that's already happening. It's all going to end up on Game Pass, as we already know. I don't have to go through that whole list of games which you just mentioned. Everybody heard it, okay? But what they are going to do is this. There's something else that that a lot of people have ignored, which is funny, but it's not just first party. Like, did you buy an Xbox to play just first party? Did no. You buy, no. Did no. you buy PlayStation to play just exclusive? Well, actually, with PlayStation. Well, I did. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 I'm, I'm rewinding that. I'm going to rewind that comment because that's the only reason why I own a PlayStation 4 and a PlayStation 5 <laughs> is because I play the exclusives. I'm not playing Call of Duty on there. I won't be able to fit another game on that hard drive. Anyway, the mm. point is, Zynga, um, the point is this. When you've got Game Pass... Game Pass is not just filled with first-party games. And what you just rhymed off is already a gargantuan amount of content. Now, there's also a ton of third-party content in there right now. Yeah. So if you look at Game Pass, I would say, give or take, maybe 25, thir- well, maybe about 35% are first-party. The rest is third-party. They've got EA in there right now, EA Play. Did you see what they're dropping this week alone? Madden 21, 
NBA 2K21, NHL 21, uh, Football Manager 21, uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Are those first-party titles? No. But they're magnificent. So you've got five big AAA games in there right now that just were added this week alone. So now if you add those, plus there's that wishful thinking on my part anyway of them adding that Ubisoft, whatever the hell they call it, the Ubisoft, yeah, Ubisoft Plus. Oh, is it Plus or Play? You play I don't Plus, know man. You play yeah. Plus. Yeah. Come on, oh. baby. Oh, dude, I don't ha- I don't play on PC. I have a PC. I don't, that, I don't use it for that's that. That's actually coming. I guarantee you that's going to be an announcement very soon. But I, here's another rumor that, I, that, that, yeah. that, that dropped today. Watch Dogs Legion is the next big bomb coming to Xbox Game Pass. You heard Thank it here God, first. I didn't buy it. I was holding off for a sale. Yeah, all right, come on, mode. Xbox. You could do it, baby. Have but you all seen is- that uh, trailer? I'm sorry. Have you all yeah. seen the trailer for the multiplayer mode for that game? I haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. they just uh, delayed it, dude, by the way. Did you hear that? Looks awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Like, you better come to Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, they, they delayed the multiplayer, by the way. It was, they, they just said it actually, I think, just before tomorrow, we went live right? tonight. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just caught out of the corner of my eye before we started the show, but um, uh, Angry Joe of all people said it that uh, the, the <laughs> it's being delayed. But anyways, um, the point is you've caught all that first party content, and then you're going to be bolstering up that Game Pass subscription with all these third party games, uh, exclusive deals with like you're saying, like the UB, Ubisoft Plus thing, and then you've got the EA Play thing. And you know the thing is that EA might have been like let's say a timed deal. But if they see serious engagement, why would they give that up, right? Because they're going to be making money off of that on top of their own sales. EA does their own thing. But if they're making extra scratch on the side because of Game Pass, they're going to stay in there. But guess what? That's going to go. I Sorry, I kind of turned into a Game Pass rant here. But it, it all it all makes sense with what we're talking about here. Then all of a sudden, other companies are going to start looking at it. And they're going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. So what about some of our stuff? Let's get our stuff in there. Let's say they start hitting 20 to 40 to 50 to 60 million subscribers. So now that's going on in one corner. In the other corner, you've got Microsoft with the sausage maker, and they're cranking out sausages like crazy, like it's Oktoberfest. And then there's (laughs) going to be game after game after game after game. I will not be able to keep up. I'm sorry. There's no way I can keep up with it. With that list of games you just rhymed off, my head was just going, oh, my God. When am I going to have time? I don't have time for all this. I got kids. I got work. And I'm like, I would literally have to quit my job and just play Microsoft first party titles. That'd be my job. They're like, hey, what's your name? Oh, yeah, yeah, my man. So what do you do for a living? I just play Game Pass because that's all I have time for. Like, that's all you could do. That is an insane amount of games. Now, the other thing, uh, Boom, you mentioned is that, you know, you said not all of them are AAA games. What the hell difference does that make too? And you think about it, right? Yeah, you that's true. It's true. Like that, that 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 top down shooter. I always forget the damn names. I'm so bad with names sometimes. Um, th- they have that top uh, top down sort of shooter that's coming out. It looks like a cyberpunk. Well, it's, it's called the Ascent. Yes. Ascent. There it is. There it is. The Ascent. See what happens when you get old, kids. You forget <laughs> stuff. The point is, like, I'm looking at games like an Ascent. That's not a triple A game. Okay, it's not. It's going to be like maybe a single A, double A, whatever. Okay. But I'm going to play the hell out of it because I love those games. And guess what? It's costing me nothing other than my subscription, of course. But the thing is, it's in there, and I'm going to play it. And watch. I'll end up putting up like 25, 30 hours into that. You never know. Oh, yeah. And, that, that's I cannot wait for that. Right. So now think about this. 25, 30 hours, which you know I'm going to pump into this game. That's probably some more hours that I've spent on AAA games that I spent full price for. 
So I might, you never know. You just don't know. I remember last year I got Rage 2. Okay, Rage 2 was on the Game Pass, whatever. I put in like 60 hours in that. Dude, I loved, I loved Rage 2, bro. Loved it, right? So, like I said, I didn't want to get off on a tangent of the whole Game Pass thing, but it does tie into what you're saying here because all of it is coming to Game Pass. All those games that you talked about. I'm really looking forward to that compulsion game, whatever that, you know, they've been bigging that up, that game up for quite a while. They better deliver on that. I'll tell you that right now. Because I will be one pissed off mag if that game isn't magnificent. Because I am excited for the idea of an Uncharted meet, uh, what's it called there? Uh, again, a Bioshock. Oh, yeah. A Bioshock, yeah. Okay, Uncharted Bioshock game. That's going to be magnificent. If they, they got to deliver, though. Man, they got to deliver. But anyways, the thing is, all those games are coming. That's great. They've got to space it out. Uh, maybe one a month, one every six weeks, once every two months, whatever. If you've got that many titles coming, you've got to give people a little bit of breathing space. But my God, the one thing I am begging Xbox to do, marketing. Yeah. Do oh, yeah. the Mind Sony that. marketing. Market like Sony does. You have to. And don't just lose it with, um, with, a, with a tweet that has 14 squares on it and all the different games in those squares where my old eyes have to sit there and zoom in and zoom in and go, what's coming to Game Pass? What's going on here? Right? I don't <laughs> want to be doing that. You talk about each game. You pump the money. If you're pumping the money into your first party, then you better be pumping equal amount of money into that marketing. Okay? Absolutely. Because, you know, boom, you said it yourself. Okay? These games, we know they're coming. Right. Everybody on this panel, the chat, because we're talking about it. Y'all are listening to us. Okay? We know those games are coming. The general population, uh, Jimmy John down the street from me, has no idea that these games are out there. In fact, Jimmy John down the street doesn't even know Game Pass exists. So yeah. this is why they've got to shove it when they get this Bethesda deal done and they these first-party games start cranking. They've got to shove it down your throat with a fist and get people on there and going, what the hell is that? Oh, I want to see him at the halftime show, okay, at the Super Bowl. I want to see them at the World Series. I want to see him at the Stanley Cup Finals. I want to see these things being advertised on the ice. I want to see Hellblade 2 on the ice the same way that God of War was on the basketball court during the finals. Okay, that's yeah, what no, I want to see. Yeah, That's what they need to be doing. But anyways, yes, that uh, that list of games, super impressive, super excited to see all these things coming. And, man, I, like, like we've been saying this whole show, from the minute we started to right now, it's nothing but roses from what I see, okay? And I'm not going to nitpick or whatever. I'm just going to ride this wave and enjoy every second of it as a gamer, not just because it's on Xbox, because it's a celebration of the industry that we love. So let's just do that. Have a good time. Enjoy and just look forward to this future. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Crispy bomb. Let me bring you into the conversation, but before I do, let me catch up on a few of the super chats that jumped in here. The last one comes to us from J rock who drops an outstanding, very generous $5 super chat and says, if Microsoft just wanted Bethesda games on Xbox Game Pass day and date, it would have cost them nowhere near what they spent to acquire them. That That's a great yes. point. Actually, Cyber, uh, Cyber said that. Uh, Brian I drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, J-Rock, it's all about building a brand, my friend. Yeah, and you know something? They can build their own brand. They just don't need Sony. And, and, and you know something? I'm not sure how many people remember this, but Phil Spencer actually said that in an interview. We don't need to put Bethesda games on another platform. Uh, that is facts, folks. Um, Ashent drops an outstanding uh, four, $5 of says, boom, you forgot about compulsion games rumored make 
rumored to make a third-person action adventure game. Yeah, we actually talked about that, dude. Uh, they're making a game that has been compared by Phil Spencer uh, as one of his favorite new IPs, uh, and he put that right next to Perfect Dark from um, of, of the initiative, which is pretty impressive in itself. And that's supposed to be Bioshock meets Uncharted. Uh, it's supposed to be like a horror-esque game. I am all in on that. Uh, this next Super Chat comes in to us from a generous friend of the show, uh, Viper XT. He drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, there is a rumor that Mojang is working on something new that's not Minecraft-related. I didn't even know that, dude. And if that's the case... Color me excited for sure. Crispy Bomb, listen. When talking about exclusives, what I just rattled off on the first party games from all of those 23 studios, to say that it's impressive would be an understatement. To suggest that Xbox doesn't have any games would be an idiotic at, at, at best, to be honest with you. And what's coming out in 2021, even though not every game there is a triple A quote unquote banger, every one of those games are somebody is going to enjoy that. And they're all an Xbox Game Pass. What, what are your thoughts are that there are not enough people talking about what's coming for Xbox? Because they don't want to hear what is going on in the back end. And now that we're about to about to hear that Xbox announces that Bethesda is officially purchased, which they were officially purchased a long time ago, it's 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 easy to see because they are not a publicly traded company. You have to understand that somebody like me has no clue how I'm going to manage this. <laughs> okay, and I say that's because. I have probably a hundred days in Gears of War as a a you know as a console exclusive. I also have probably thirty days into the division throughout its lifespan, and on top of that, you still have all these other games that I've played. I beat Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> kind of corny as hell, but I'll tell you, I Fun laughed game to play whole, though. I laughed the whole damn time I played that game, and I never would have played it if it wasn't on Game Pass. Here's my point: you have, and I've said this a hundred times. Um, even with Bethesda there, the biggest pickup that Microsoft has made is Obsidian. Obsidian yes. yeah. is is so good. They have. They have literally never made a bad game, in my opinion. Now, that's my opinion, but they literally have never made a bad game, in my opinion. And they've also went across all realms. One thing I will say is that, number one, Xbox is trying to be the best first-person shooter you've ever played. Whether it go across RPG, just literally just shooter status, whatever you want on top of that they have one of the greatest mechanics in history still to this day and even outriders has just copied it as far as mechanic wise mm -hmm. of gears of war for third person on top of that you have you have such great racing games that are just ridiculous and and have really set the bar for what racing wants to be and then you have to realize that 
EA Play is there too, and their racing games aren't bad either. I have played way worse than what I've seen. And then you have Dirt coming there. So one, one on of my favorite of games that, of 2020, bro. On top of that, they're they're using these third parties for, for these these other sports games, basketball. I mean, when I saw 2K21, I was like, say what? Yo, 2K was just like, hey, here you go. And I know it's not I, I know it's not the best it could be. It's not the up res version and everything else. It's not it's not the ultimate edition or whatever you want to call it, but it's still right there in front of you. And I'm like, well, you're not even a part of EA Play. What's going on here? Like, why are you doing this? Oh, wait, I forgot. You love microtransactions, right, 2K? Yeah, I know. Um, My point is, is that Microsoft still continues, and I've said this way before, to have all their hands in the cookie jar. And the one thing that they've been lacking for a long time is exclusives. And you're about to see what they're capable of because because of this purchase with Tesla, I believe because it was it was announced in 2018 and never had a date. Starfield is going to be one of them. Yeah, I agree. I also feel that because Hellblade is not that hard to make for Ninja Theory, Hellblade Two is going to be the other. And that's that's my belief. I have no confirmation. I just feel like they just kind of left it to the side, even though they left so much time for them to talk about the world building in there and, and the uh in one of the shows. I don't remember which show at this point. There's been so many shows, it feels like, but I don't remember exactly what show it was. But when they, they had that that good like five minutes of of time, I felt like there was supposed to be gameplay or something. That's what I felt like because Ninja Theory is on another level. I feel like Obsidian's on another level. I feel like you're gonna have two IPs next year come from Obsidian, including Outer Worlds two, and probably I would say either a fallout or avowed, but they have so much in, in involved because I feel like, but that's is like, you know what? People love new Vegas. We got to let you have this one. You know, we came <laughs> out, we came out with 76. They're still trying to make money off that. You know what I'm saying? That's a different aspect of what I played as new, new Vegas is the greatest fall I've ever played. I mean, I could literally interchange the bullets. Like it was just, it was ridiculous. Like, well, they're supposedly rumored to be working where Obsidian supposedly uh, been given permission to work on fallout new Vegas too. That's a rumor. And, and imagine on these new consoles, because when you play new Vegas and you walked into new Vegas itself and you're like, Oh, this isn't what I wanted it to be. And imagine if you, you know, you go years down the line, you go through the, the story itself, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you call it, I, I don't think they're going to call it New Vegas, too. I think they're going to call it New California Republic or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to they're gonna go to Cali, but then you're going to end up being able to go back because of all of this this power that we have in our hands at that point, you know, be able to go to new Vegas again and be able to do new story missions and everything else, but have it just be like bustling and everything else. That would be incredible. I think that would be like ridiculous. People wouldn't understand because 
you know, as far as the mechanics and everything else that New Vegas brought, it was ridiculous. The only problem was it didn't feel like a world you wanted to be in. You know, even if it was post-apocalyptic and everything else, you didn't feel like you wanted to be there because you saw New Vegas. You hear Vegas, you're like, oh, this has got to be crazy. And it really wasn't. And I feel like they could really make that now because of the power, even on PC and everything. I feel like PC players would be all over that game. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my point. Like, dude, you guys have no clue. And I don't either what they're capable of and what they're bringing. And you could say what you want, but a lot of PlayStation games are really RPGs at their core at this point. They are story-driven more ways than none, but they are also RPGs. You still get to do a lot of mechanics that were brought out by, by teams that are owned by Xbox now. That they really they they came to the forefront, including and if not the granddaddy of them all, Bethesda. Yeah. Okay, and and that's the weird thing. Like, dude, you have no clue what they want to do, and then you see like a game like Outriders. The Outriders demo went went ham. Like people loved it or hate it, but they played it, and that's the point. That's what they want to see. They see in the algorithm. They want to play it, you know, and if you're not going to play it, they're fine with that because they had so many other people that played it and people either gave them feedback or said it's trash. And yeah. and I've experienced that through my whole gaming life. Like, you know, me, I might have loved it. Somebody would be like, I hate it. And they gave me good reasons. And I'm like, well, I can't disagree with you. You know? That's where the constructive criticism comes into a point. And the one thing I'll say about Xbox is they're they're asking for it. They really are. Even even on Iron Lords on Sunday, Jason Ronald said that means something to him. He yeah. wants to hear it. Whether it be negative or positive, I want to hear it. And that's out of context. That is not a quote. I'm just saying he he really was adamant that they take the feedback seriously and you have another one that's silent. And at yeah. some point you have to realize that if you're going to be in the ecosystem and if your voice can't be heard, that, that means something to me. If my voice can be heard, even though it's not perfect and it, it may not be what I really want, at least they're trying. And that means something. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, everything, to everything you said, as a matter of fact, and I think Microsoft I is listening and I think they're going to hear the people like us talk about it. And, and, and at the end of the day, I, I really think that it's super important to, you know, look, look, here's the thing. You know, I don't want to get back to the Bethesda exclusivity thing. I, I want to continue down this path of, of, of how many first party games are coming. What's interesting. And, and again, I, I really think it's perplexing how, Microsoft is not is still not being looked upon as a threat. 
And I think that that is a mistake for Microsoft. I think that's a mistake, not for Microsoft, for, for Sony. I think it's a, it's a mistake for, for Nintendo. But more importantly, I think it's a mistake for the industry as a whole because I think that when you break down exactly what's coming out like I did, there is something, there is, when I say onslaught of first-party games, that cannot be said strong enough. But you know what? Let, let's get Everborn Saga's opinion on this. Everborn, when you see, you know, when we talk about first-party games, it's easy to forget what Microsoft has put together. 23 game studios with 30, uh, 35 plus teams, right? That's confirmed. I, I don't even know. I mean, there's a lot that wasn't announced that I couldn't add to the list because I just don't know. I don't have an inside source that that's strong to give me un, unannounced games. But what, what, what I did put in that list was what was announced. And that list is stacked. Why why do you think not enough people are talking about Xbox and what they're going to bring to ta- bring to the table in the next two to three years? See, this is where I would disagree with you, Boom. I think that everybody is talking about Xbox. In fact, people can't keep Xbox name out of their mouth. <laughs> Right? Oh, well, you know, you do have a point, Everborn. He does have a point, yeah. Does. And, and all the talk of the town, there's everybody, there was a whole thing today. Everybody's going muting the word Zenimax or Bethesda. Or I saw Xbox. that. I, I saw it was because, ridiculous. Oh, my God. What are they going to do? Can we have their games? Xbox has no games, but they're going to put them on our platform, right? Right? Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, so, so th- this is the thing. Right. And, and what's even what's in on top of that amazing list, which I'm going to discuss my favorites in a moment. Just let's just give the folks at the Iron Lords podcast a shout out for a second. Oh. They, had, they had Jason Ronald there. And in, in that that whole stacked list that you mentioned, he said the thing that he is most hyped for has not been announced yet. That is in a year when Halo Infinite is coming out. That is in a year when Crossfire X is coming out. Like let's let's really think about that. Yeah, that you know what? For, again, shout out and 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 what's great about the Iron Lords is this is this is a team of guys that are all brothers, and I consider them to be family. Like I like we Cog and I talk on a regular basis. King and I talk on a almost everyday basis. He was on last Friday's show. He's going to be back on this Friday's show to talk about Bethesda and the and and the the show on Thursday. Getting Jason Ronald to get on their show and actually say that the game that he is, I think about this for a second, folks. You know, everyone, thanks for bringing that up, dude, because that's a mo- that's a monster point. I just listed a ridiculous amount of AAA bombs, and for some way or another, Jason Ronald, designer of the Xbox Series X and S, said publicly that he is most excited about a game. That's not even announced. That that's that's it's crazy talk. And 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 this is the thing. We're talking about you know perhaps and there's a there's a super chat from Viper XT. Yeah, I, I, I yeah I definitely got to get to the super chats. But, but but it's just something that he brought up that said Zenimax Studios published twenty games last year. They could publish. Um, you know that's an average of three games uh, a, a year or something like that. Here's the thing. Just uh, Obsidian alone, before we even come to Zenimax, could be doing three and four games a year. I don't know where they're getting all these teams from. Whether it's the grounded team, I think they, I think they have four teams there at at Obsidian. Right, and so, so 
when you talk about ninja theory, when we talk about um, the coalition who's working on gear six, when we talk about uh, everything that comes with the, the, the Zenimax deal, when we talk about whatever compulsion is working on, what, Listen, when we talk about 343 Industries, because I'm, I'm, I, I don't like all the shade that 343 Industries is getting. Uh, I know that like Halo got delayed, but I'm, I'm giving them a shot and I think they're going to deliver. Oh, I think they're going to deliver in a big way, dude. My, my point they is- They brought in the big dogs, bro. Let's yeah. go. And listen, but this is, this is what you call an embarrassment of riches. Right. This is no, no. I'm, I'm not even joking. Like this is. You thought that like the 360 days you had all of these games coming out. This I, I have news for you, folks. This is going to be crazier than that, and they are just getting started. Right. And the, and the beauty of it is, it's all in Game Pass. Right. Now I just want to talk about like I think the Ascent is a AAA game. Right. If you see, I don't know if you follow them on on Twitter, but that game, the graphics—it's ridiculous. I don't know. And I, I tweet, I tweeted this, and they 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 retweeted me uh, maybe a month or two ago. I said um, the ascent looks like it might be a better cyberpunk style game than cyberpunk. Oh right? wow! Yeah. Right? And 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 but for me, the one that I think I'm going to spend the most time on. That it, the game that I'm going to spend the most time on that is not Halo this year might be Tunic, because as you all know, if you know me, I am a Zelda stan, unapologetic, and that game, uh, that game tickles my fancy. And 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 then after Tunic, I'm super excited about Twelve Minutes. Twelve Minutes looks. Uh, listen they, again; these are a lot of smaller titles. I mean, think about this: we, we just saw sixteen minutes of footage from Second from Second uh, Second Extinction, which looks freaking dope. That's an exclusive. Exo Mecha is an exclusive free to play. It's 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 it's. It, listen, regardless of what type of gamer you are, there is something here for you, and it's all going to Xbox Game Pass, dude. And and that's the thing, I, people don't realize this. They are just ramping up, right? Like 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 January was the medium. What did we get in February? Oh, we had uh, the. Uh, we mean uh, the, uh, what was the big game in February? Anyway, the point is, every month now we just got the sports games right for the beginning of March. Yes. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is going to continue, and the caliber of the games is going to raise higher and higher. Like it just doesn't stop. And I I don't. When you said people aren't threatened by Xbox or don't feel threatened, I think they do. And I think all of this talk and writing them off is just a defense sort of coping mechanism because they're afraid. Maybe. Right? Yeah, you, you might be onto something with that. And that's where it is. I have more to say. I'll jump in in a little bit, but I don't want to take all the time. So go ahead. You can come back to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, Mike Lowry in the chat says, don't forget about Crossfire X and Scorn, two other games I cannot wait to play. And by the way, Crossfire X's single-player campaign is being done by Remedy. 
Oh, well, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot to get excited about. Uh, Tempest Sun, let's bring you into the conversation. But before I do, I got to catch up with some of these Super Chats. Again, the gen- generosity is unbelievable. Gamer by choice drops at $5 Super Chat and says, I can see Xbox letting some titles be multi-plat until next, the next big acquisition to keep regulators off of them, and then they make things exclusive. I mean, that's a pretty interesting thought and theory for sure. Our good friend Bounty Boom drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, have to go but great show hit that like button bounty enjoy your work and be careful out there brother oh <laughs> our good friend and brother gaming forte is here man we got to get you back on this show you got to let me know when you get some time do we miss you here he drops and i'll send you five dollars super chat and says shout out to the best dang podcast on monday night bethesda games will be exclusive to the xbox and pc platform people need to get ready for that well there you heard the book of x at the end of that it's just the book of x indeed absolutely (laughs) um viper xt wow dude he drops an outstanding and very generous $20 super chat and says Zenimax Studios published 20 games last gen, basically an average of three games per year. If they keep that pace and you add what the other Xbox studios have on the horizon, the future of Xbox is going to be insane. Wow, dude, that's a great point. Um, every month. Ep- yeah. Could you imagine a AAA banger? They wanted one every quarter. I think we're going to get one every month. I think you're onto something. Tempest Sun, this list is stacked. Right. This is this is just the first party stuff. What's interesting is we don't know what second and third party exclusives. As a matter of fact, supposedly one of the stories we're covering tomorrow on the um, Xbox one on one is from software has a space um, uh, game coming out, an outer space type title that is going to be in their format exclusive to Xbox, according to a rumor that I pulled from one of the websites. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. When you when you take what's coming in 2021, when you add what we know that's coming in 22 and 23, and then you turn around and you get quotes from Phil Spencer saying we have several surprises that are unannounced games coming in 21. You got Jason Ronald saying his favorite game hasn't been announced. Should people be concerned about what Microsoft will do in this next generation? Like <laughs> uh concern for who because uh it's it, it all just seems good to me <laughs> i mean concerned absolutely not uh when you just list that onslaught that was just this year dude like you just said um my goodness gracious and you know the the, the cool thing is there's such a variety there as well uh one thing you'd be like mag said it there's too much to play you know you have to quit his job right that's to play everything <laughs> naturally speaking you know the, like a normal person wouldn't play everything they're just going to pick what they like and there is such a wide variety like i was listening to your list and there was all initially so much that it was like staggering but when you said age of empires 4 i don't know who many people or how many people in the chat i knew that was going to make you smile dude exactly dude, like so i mean there's a lot of people like me that love that stuff but uh you know, that's one of those things that just stuck out to me. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I need that now, you know. And um, there's just such a good variety. I absolutely adore it. Uh, uh, one thing, uh, we also have the rumor from uh, uh, Jeremy Petner or ACG when he was yes. on uh, his podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he still thinks that there is a company being acquired that was going to have a game coming out this year, but their game would be exclusive then. Uh, I think keeps, I think what he was talking about was Dying Light 2 
being a triple A bomb, and, and I think it's Techland. Maybe he did come out later and clarify that that wasn't it. I don't know if he was just trying to save face because, like, oh no, they figured it out because apparently he has friends at the studio. I don't know. I mean, it could be that. Could be. whatever it is. I'm excited to find out. We just got the Jason Ronald bomb that the thing he's most looking forward to wasn't even announced yet, which just you know blows my mind. That, that I really, blew my mind. Like I literally yeah. rewound it to hear what he had to say because I'm like, did he just say what I think he said? He dropped he it. Even, yeah. He didn't even he didn't even go back on it either. He didn't. Yeah. He yeah. just sat there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what they have up their sleeve that's launching this year everybody this year but that's like a big deal and um i'm so honestly as a as an xbox fan i gotta be honest i'm so sick and tired with the notion of of course xbox has no games but we've heard that a million (laughs) times okay i'm sick of that but what i'm also sick of is people making it seem like xbox has no games this year right like there's nothing coming out and they keep saying oh well they only have halo i'm like no man i'm like they're just in a position now where they don't have to show you things years and years in advance if they don't want to. They have so many studios and so many games, like almost on any given Sunday, so to speak, they could just drop something and say, hey, surprise, as a matter of fact, um, uh, oh God, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name, Uh, uh, Todd Howard. He's said if he could, he would literally announce the game and have it be out like then. It's not good yeah. for business for the most part, unless it's a free to play game. But he, he wants he would love to do that, right? So um, I don't know. Like I've, I've said it before, one I think one of the big studios to keep an eye out for is Arcane. Uh, I don't think near enough people play their games, uh, appreciate their games. Apparently, they're working on a new AAA IP uh, that hasn't been announced yet. Um, that's something I'm personally looking forward to i mean besides death loop of course but you know where that's going but um yeah so it's even you know newer than that they haven't announced that yet um i don't know man it, it's so awesome for me personally like i don't know if you uh, did you did you in that lineup did you mention fantasy star uh New no Genesis? i actually i actually did not mention fantasy star or stalker 2 for that matter or, yeah stalker 2 is huge with the pc community there's a big player base there that's like kind of a cult classic for me fantasy star like my wife and i are helplessly addicted now again to fantasy star online <laughs> 2 that's going to be awesome dude that's a that's a new game they're tying yes, to an game, existing yes. game i've never in my life seen anything remotely close matter of fact i told my wife she's like that's so cool there's literally an elevator that's used to transfer to different like worlds so to speak in that elevator like normal if you're in fantasy star online 2 you you walk into it you press a button and in the list it says new genesis you hit new Genesis and you're transported into an entirely new game. And it is, it is quite literally a new game that they're tying all of your outfits, your goodies that you've unlocked in this game here gets transferred into the new game. And then there's new stuff in there you can unlock and transfer it back to this one. So that alone, if you're into MMOs or, or anime based games and stuff, that's a huge one. I don't think you mentioned that's not exclusive, but Scarlet Nexus, they have the, um, the marketing rights to that. That looks freaking awesome coming out it's such a huge list of stuff that i'm i'm getting i'm getting like giving myself goosebumps because it's so exciting right and um yeah just the takeaway is what jason ronald said uh a big dog over at xbox that he's most excited for something not announced yet coming out this 
year. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. It could be the compulsion thing. I don't know. I, I have a really good. I feeling think that's that. close. I I, I think yeah. that's close. You know, I mean, obviously he wasn't talking about Hellblade, which I think is close. I don't know how close it is, folks, but I think that that could be, uh, you know, a holiday or maybe even early 2022. I don't know, mm-hmm. but we're gonna start seeing these games come out. And my God, my yeah. God. It oh, is yeah. going to be incredible. And see, that's right. the thing that's pretty incredible when you break it down. And I have to keep saying this. Every one of those games, folks, think about this for a second. Think about this for just one second. Just let's pause the show. I listed off, let's say 50 games just for shits and giggles. If you want to go crazy, 60. You don't have to buy one of those games. Every one of those games are in your freaking Game Pass subscription. I mean, like, are you serious? Yeah, I, dude, I was going to say, like, listen, the last thing I'll say, because I, I know we're running short on time here, but listen, do you remember a few months ago? It was only a few months ago, right? Um, there was the the notion, or Phil said it, he, he wants to have a AAA first-party game every quarter. So yes. people were thinking to themselves, four AAA games a year? Are you kidding? Like, they can't do that. It was like everybody <laughs> thought they couldn't do it, right? Now it makes sense. As a matter of fact, they're going to have to start sitting on games because yes. their games are going to cannibalize themselves. Yeah. They're going to be in such an awkward position where they're going to have games ready. When do they launch them? <laughs> like, when do they come out? They're going to have to start double dipping in this – not double dipping, but launching them – one right after another, closer than they would probably like. Because what are they going to do? They, they're not going to sit on a finished product for a long period of time. They're just not going to do it, right? They're going to keep on polishing said game, the developer is, until you know it's ready to come out. And um, I don't know, man. I don't think they're going to have a problem with polish. They're going to have the time because they have so many studios and so many teams within said studios. The amount of games they have that they could come out with in the next two to three years is absolutely staggering blows out of the water that four games a year talk. And just to think that a few months ago, everybody was poo pooing that notion. Like they couldn't do it now. Honestly, the new narrative is going to be, they have too many games. What the heck do we do with our time? (laughs) I I figured it out. I think you, you just, we we just landed on a, a, a landmine here, stepped on a landmine. The reason everyone's talking about exclusivity or non-exclusivity is because there's going to be too many games to put on the Xbox. Too many. That's what it is. Yeah, you're right. I'm telling you, man, it, it's it's crazy. Like, I, people like to act like this storm isn't coming. Why would it not? There's just if the math speaks for itself. Yeah, it speaks it for it. And a game's the reason I say it like this because games take normally. Two to three years, sometimes four. Even if they, even if they were to take five years per game, which is a long development cycle. Even if that was the case, they have so many studios, they will have to start releasing games here soon. And it is a ton of games, a ton. And even if you look at the uh, the uh, the uh, release cadence for something like Bethesda, Starfield's coming out this year, people. If you look at when they release their games and how far apart, this is on the long end of when Bethesda Studios likes to release their games. So it's coming out this year. 
right. I, yeah, I you, you know what you'll do? You'll get, you'll get an announcement in June uh, because I, uh, we're going to be talking about it again. Tomorrow's show is going to be fire, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about two shows, a Bethesda show separately and an Xbox show right after or right before. I guarantee you, 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 you get, get, uh, you get um, Starfield gameplay. It, it, that's obviously late June, and they tell you it's coming out in September. That's mm-hmm. what I think you're going to get with that, and and right into Game Pass, and I and I and honestly, folks, I think that's the first game that uh, is basically the shot across the bow, so to speak, where they say coming exclusively to Xbox and PC on in September nineteenth, twenty twenty one. I think that's what you're going to get, and 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 I think then that is really going to. I guess draw because I, think about this for a second. You, you know, September's rolling right into the holiday. What if Microsoft does have those Series S's in an abundance and they drop them to two fifty, and you can turn around? I mean, come on, they're gonna they're, they're gonna sell. They're, they're, and again, I know Microsoft doesn't have to sell hardware like Sony does, but they're still gonna push that S to get people into the ecosystem. And man, dude, it it it's gonna be. An incredible time. Cybernox, you've been sitting there patiently. You got a lot to say. I dropped some megaton bombs with the amount of games coming out. And and that is not even what we don't know. Could you imagine what they have on the back end with all these secret uh, squirrel handshake deals, especially in the uh, Japanese region where Phil has been spending a lot of time? What, what are your thoughts on people not worrying about, like Tempest said, the storm that's coming for Xbox. It's unbelievable. If you think you had a backlog now, just wait in a couple of months or maybe a couple of years. It's going to be insane. The amount of content that we can already foresee coming to the Xbox platform, it's insane, man. It really is. Kind of what we've been saying here, we kind of say jokingly, but it's true. You can't find the time to play all these games. It's just too many games coming out all the time now. And now I just imagine what it's going to do to you when it, if it meets that expectation, if it meets that quality that we so want and we so deserve, right? We're going to want to play all these games and there's just not going to be enough time in the day for us to play it. It's unheard of, man. It's there Xbox right now, they are really in a position to really take advantage of this gaming industry. You know, with Xbox Game Pass, everything ties in and their ability for giving people the ability to play wherever they want, PC, on an Xbox, you know, come coming to TVs, you know, xCloud right now, you could probably play on any device. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. There's a and boom, you said something extremely important which i i mentioned this to people too if you look at that list right and you pick i don't know three games out of that list at 60 bucks you know that's 180 dollars right there that's the price of game pass for a whole year yeah that's right that's right you know what i mean like it the value is there like it's amazing like 12 minutes is one of those like when uh everborn was mentioning i meant i can't wait to play 12 minutes man that game just like captured me in a way and i was just like i cannot wait i mean the voice acting talent on that alone man william William defoe by by himself uh, mcavoy and daisy ridley uh i mean come on yeah it's ridiculous it's insane and also kind of um everborn mentioned too Jason Ronald said, 
oh, what I'm most excited for hasn't been announced yet. Like, what? You know, <laughs> how can you look at that list and then just be like, oh, there's nothing coming this year? Like, that's just that's just, that's just not accurate you know let's be realistic there there are games coming this year we're gonna they are you know they they have to make these announcements soon i believe these announcements are going to come around e3 time or when e3 used to be so around june we're going to hear more about halo infinite we're going to hear about all the games coming you know the rest of this year and with this but that's acquisition whatever they had in the works and it's ready to come out you can bet your bottom dollar that this year it's going to be full of games yeah it it, it it's going to be one hell of a year and then obviously again I, I phil spencer said at the beginning of the year during or his you know his i, I don't want to say it's state of the uh of the union i want to say that usually he does uh you know a, a closing out the year and opening the year with uh, major nelson he said two to three surprise unannounced surprises coming in 2021 right so i mean obviously i think forza is safe to assume we're going to get a new horizon but the other two well the, the, you know they, they i have no idea you know they take your pick of what i what, what i talked about earlier jason ronald saying that there's a um uh, you know his favorite his favorite game of the year hasn't even been announced yet for 2021. You got ACG podcast saying there's a AAA game that was going to be multi plat but but Microsoft bought the company and now it's an exclusive. Mm. I mean, dude, it's it's crazy to think about what's coming yeah. this year. I hear people say uh, oh, a lot too, like the argument of Game Pass, like oh, you're just renting your games, and it, it makes you feel like uh, you don't put priority on the games that are on Game Pass. That's ridiculous. And my counter to that is, and I think I've mentioned this on the show as well, how many games, like everyone listening in, how many people here in the panel, how many games have we purchased at sixty bucks, started playing it, and then just jumped into something else and forgot either forgot about that game or came back to it later on, you know. But you yeah. bought it at 60. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It happens all the time. All Game pass, the time, dude. It happens all the time. Just look at just look at your backlog. You know what I mean? <laughs> it happens. X Game Pass just alleviates that you're paying a, a fee. Obviously, you don't own the game, but if you want to own the game, you, you can, can buy it, at a, it at a discount. Yeah, you exactly. Mm -hmm. You know? So, hey, Cyber, Cyber. Yeah, I just want to want to add to, to your point. You know what always happens to me, and this has like been the story of my life for the last I don't know how many years. I will buy a game that I'm super excited about, so like I pre-order it, then it, and then it, the release date comes. I don't play it, and then months, maybe a year goes by, and then I see, oh, it's on sale for ten dollars, and then <laughs> yeah. that is when I go and play the game. Oh yep. man, yeah, yeah, exactly. It happens to all of us, man. Especially now, the game games are moving so you see games dropping price in like three months three months I yeah, sometimes even, sometimes even sooner sometimes yeah. even sooner when i know? bought the two new consoles uh i bought like i think like 11 or 12 games right off the bat just because i was excited and i got the new consoles yeah. but i tell you i'm not buying another game until i'm finished them i'm yeah. not and i'm ripping you. through them one by one getting my platinums getting my thousands but i will not get a new one until i'm finished them i don't care what it is because by the time <laughs> i get to it like like everborn was saying it'll be 15 bucks yeah, so, for like, the I'm game not of the year edition like, with all the DLC. Exactly. So yeah. I can wait. Mag, yeah. I got news for you. 
Yeah. With all these games coming to Game Pass, I don't think you're buying any more games. Yeah, well, the, yeah, I know. No kidding. Resident it. Evil 8 yeah. is what I got a candle in the window for. After that, everything else can wait. Yeah, no, nah, I don't blame you. Listen, let me catch up some of these super chats, get everyone out of here. We're co- we're closing in on where we're at the one. We're actually past the two hour mark. This has been one hell of a show. I can't believe two hours went by. JD Gamer, a generous friend of the show, he drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat and says, "Imagine Mike Microsoft absorbing these publishers: Sega, which is a lot of people's wish list, Paradox, WB Games after Bethesda, and then adding these individual studios: IO Interactive, Techland, which I believe they bought already. People." can fly which i believe is coming bloober team is another one they should Crytek, just on the just on the Crytek engine they should buy them and Mistwalker. i mean my god what a list uh lazy couch gamer drops an additional very generous five hours of chances from software doesn't have a huge following but a very loyal one would be a would be a dope buy if the price is right. Probably not going to happen. Just saying though. Well, you know what? I think that they're working with them on an exclusive. And again, I have some good information. If you tune in tomorrow at noon, I'll break that down. JD Gamer drops an additional five dollars super chances. If Microsoft acquires all of these devs and publishers that I listed above, I would it would make the Xbox platform, the first choice to play, and ultimately, isn't that the goal? Yeah, well, listen, we've heard, and again, folks, this is just rumor. I don't have it, you know, I didn't talk to Phil. I don't, you know, didn't give him a call during the weekend. Supposedly, they want to stop at 30, which means they have seven more studios to go. Who those seven studios are going to be, I don't know, but could you imagine if Microsoft had 30 first-party studios? I, I would say generation over at that point, for real. I mean, it would be it would be so ridiculous. You're talking about 30 first-party teams. Again, potentially and what would that what would that move them 40 45 teams working on games you're right you'd probably be there would be games on top of games on top of games you wouldn't know what to do with yourself but let's get to the outros first of all we had a we had almost 700 people here today which is incredible uh and and there's a lot of excitement and thank you so much if you're new to the channel please consider subscribing and if you're here uh, we have already we still have 530 people here hit that damn like button it would be greatly appreciated um but let's start with our guest crispy bomb thanks so much for being here brother where could people reach out to you on social media but more importantly what other shows and what else you got going on well, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I'm mind blown because like the conversation was so good, even in the chat, shout out to the chat, uh, panel as usual, which I've been here many times and I appreciate you all welcoming me so nicely, <laughs> but I wasn't you know, as far as it being an Xbox gamer, I want to hear console launch exclusive <laughs> world premiere you can hear a lot that's of that that's what i want to hear that's what i want to hear console launch exclusive world premiere and and that, that's what we want to hear but i think we're a year out from hearing that more than we can even handle until then you heard jason ronald You've heard many people clamoring about games that they have not announced. Be wary if you think it's not going to happen because there's no reason for them to say that. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yep. So 
I love this gaming community, but please, for the love of God, stop with the fanboyism. You know, we need to come together and enjoy games. Stop the bull crap. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. Enjoy the games you like, but don't hate somebody for enjoying the games they like. Yeah, 100%. and that's that is a huge thing. But it's at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb Twenty Eight Xbox Live. Hit me up. Yes, I will try to teach you how to play Gears. Hasn't worked lately. <laughs> uh, most people just don't understand what I'm trying to tell them. So I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. But I can carry you through Division unless you're the eight people I played with the other day. Um, yeah, and I will be on Retro Renegades 7 p.m. tomorrow night. Uh, next podcast, Thursday, 8 p.m. I will be there, and we'll probably be talking trash to each other. That's what we do. We love each <laughs> other, but we talk a lot of trash. And uh, I'm sorry, Boom, but apparently my work has decided that I need a day off, so... I will be back on Breakfast with Boom, 10 nice. a.m. Friday. Nice. Excellent, excellent. We thought we were going to miss you, but we got King David joining us, and it's going to be a big, big show. Cannot wait for that. I heard King David. That's what happened. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate it very much. Um, Cybernox, or should I say Cyberthesda, where could people reach out to you, strike up a conversation, potentially yell at you for Outriders <laughs> commentary, and uh, <laughs> tell people about your, about your YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Boom. A great show tonight, guys. We could have been talking about this pretty much for another hour or two. Uh, chat, you guys are amazing as always. You can always catch me here every Monday, 8 p.m. Primetime Gaming Podcast. You can also uh, strike up a conversation with me on Twitter. That's where I'm mostly uh, more active. Uh, Cybernox there, too. I'm pretty much Cybernox everywhere. Steam, uh, PlayStation, Xbox Live. Uh, I'm I'm primarily on my my Xbox, so if you ever want a game, just hit me up there, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Tell people real quick about the Xbox Game Pass Club. I I think that's really, really interesting, dude. Cool, man. Yeah, uh, Xbox Game Pass Club is my uh, second channel I started. Pretty much we go there. I treat it uh, like a book club. Uh, My goal is to build up a community. Shout out to everybody who's been subscribing. I really appreciate each and every one of you. Um, Pretty much we take a game at random. Or my goal is to have a community uh, vote on the game. Um, a lot of places do something like that, but uh, this is exclusively to the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, just because it's such a, if you don't have the game, it's such a low cost to buy into Game Pass that every, anyone can go ahead and try it. We go there, we vote on the game. Right now, I'm picking games at random, um, and we just try different games. Use uh, Game Pass's own discovery mechanism so we can go ahead and you know discover new games pretty much that's you know the intention of the um the channel and it's doing really well so far i love the games i've been playing so um anyone that wants to you know check out the channel or check out the twitter it's xbox game pass club well thanks so much for being here brother definitely appreciate that and uh tempest sun where could people reach out to you on social media but more importantly get wrecked like you did what uh, you did some justice this weekend in halo you listen i listen folks if you missed the tournament i just want you to know that the good old boomstick here was the guy was the drunk uncle that they kind of just put in the back seat <laughs> and they kind of towed along that's what happened because really mr bad bit zemi games <laughs> 
And this, this sniper elite known as Tempest Sun just was they were monsters. They were, I mean, I was getting your know, seven, eight, nine kills. These guys were racking up the big numbers 20, 15, 18. Joe had almost 30 by himself in one match. It's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> Tell everyone about where they can reach out to you, bro. Uh, at the Tempest Sun on uh, Twitter, my gamer tag is Tempest Sun. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to play a shooter or something, that's you can do that. Like I said, right now, um, yeah. More importantly, if anybody out there is interested in playing Fantasy Star, play with us. <laughs> My wife and I are playing. We need people to play with. But, um, but yeah, no, man, this was fun. A fantastic show. Good turnout. Uh, it was awesome, bro. And uh, I look for the next one. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Real quick, uh, two super chats. Viper XT, wow, dude, he drops another outstanding five dollars of chat and says the new term we want Microsoft exclusive. I like it. And Philly Eagle, a generous friend of the show, Philly, thanks for being here, brother. As always, great to see you in the chat. He drops a two dollars super chat and says great show in chat. Thanks. Hit the like button, peoples. Thanks. Yes, please hit the like button. Everborn Saga, let's go to you, dude. Um, great news on your Kickstarter. You guys killed it i mean like wow the community came out big talk about that and where could people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media and more importantly check out the everborn saga well first of all i just want to take a minute to shout out the man mag he got his books he he, he shared it out I, I really thank you um and i thank everybody who who has invested in this story that i'm trying to tell and uh I, I hope you all are happy with the product and it is only going to get better from here. So thank you, Mag, and thank you, everybody. Now, that being said, you can find me everywhere at Everborn Saga. So Everborn Saga on Xbox, Everborn Saga on PlayStation, Everborn Saga on Steam. I just changed that now, like five minutes ago. Um, and uh, more importantly, EvermornSaga.com, where you can see the comics and uh everything else we have going on. And the Kickstarter still has 21 days to go. Now, uh, we hit our goal in the first 24 hours, but we are, we've created some stretch goals because a lot of people said that they wanted to see the unreleased Everborn novel, Everborn the Remnant. And so uh, we have some stretch goals there so that we can hire an editor and bring that to all you guys. This is a huge universe that represents over a decade of uh, world building uh in in my life so I, I thank everyone who's just seeing it now and uh you know we're, we're already successful but if you can check out evermornsaga.com click the link at the top it'll take you to the um kickstarter campaign and maybe we can also make a novel happen so if you're into fantasy novels that that's what uh the next thing we're trying to do so i thank you everybody i thank you boom iron lords everybody and, and thank you again thank you mag thank you everyone who, who's checking the book out it's stuff dude and well deserved you're working real hard and uh, listen this is a small channel but anything i can do to help push your uh your dream forward is uh makes me happy as a content creator because really that's what we should all be doing for one another not worrying about if someone's gonna take a sub away or take a view away from you we should all be uh, looking to lift each other up that is what this channel was built on and that's why you will continue to see new voices and new gamers uh making their debut
view appearances on my programs because again that is what this channel was built on and last and no way least uh i'm very very disappointed we didn't get tony baloney we got to get him on this show uh he is definitely someone that does not like kratos dancing like a uh like a pop star i i saw that video real really good stuff uh middle-aged gamer guy thanks so yes, much sir. for being here brother thanks for your strong opinions where could people reach out to you and maybe just maybe i might be joining you tomorrow night on Noof Nukem's podcast. That is correct. And uh, yes, you can follow me on, on Twitter at the Middle Age Game Guy. That's with a G Y at the end uh, on the PlayStation Five and on the Xbox Series X. You can follow me at all one word, all capitals, because I don't know how to be quiet. I am the Mag. And speaking of not being quiet, uh, I wanted to shout out Indie Gamer in the chat. By the way, halfway through the show, he put Mag just woke up my wife. <laughs> and he had, hilarious. he had headphones on listening to the show and i still <laughs> woke up his wife so i thought that was pretty damn funny but anyways yes you can find me in those places and uh yeah and uh, on twitter yes of, of course i do a lot of ridiculous things and a lot of uh, ridiculous videos which are always a lot of fun and uh yes tony baloney is always lurking in the shadows somewhere as for the shows yes you can find me here every monday evening 8 p.m eastern standard time on Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick XL and Friends. And tomorrow night, that's right, folks, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday, we've got Gaming After Dark with Noof Nukem, Titan Drago, myself, Tony Baloney, and tomorrow night, Mr. Boomstick XL is coming on the show. Boy, you better be Ooh. ready for that one. He's got a lot to say, especially about that Halo tournament. Anyways, guys, <laughs> everybody have a everybody have a great week. Chat, you guys are awesome. Panel, you guys are awesome. And uh, Everborn, yes, my son, uh, grabbed the book and won't let me have it back. So Thank I you, haven't been able to finish it. He said, Daddy, what are you doing? It's mine. I was like, Hello. oh, excuse me, right? Like, what, what do I know? So, yeah, so he's actually reading it on his own now, and he adores it. So, uh, anyways, guys, um, thank you guys so much, and we'll all see you next week. Hey, Mag, Mag, real quick. Yes, sir. Yes. I'm sorry about the other day, man. I didn't mean to shoot you in the head so many times. It's okay. I shot actually. You know what? You're the one. You and Boo were the, the one. Uh, were the two guys I shot the most. Those other two aimbot cheaters. Okay, they were on a whole different level. And of course, my team, Noof. I hope you listen to this, Titan. I know you're not listening to this, but you know what? You guys all choked. Okay, I was the only one holding it together. Bunch of scumbag. Oh my god, it's almost like Tony Baloney was coming out. I'm saving it for tomorrow night, folks. Saving it All for right. Well, night. listen, you know what? At the end of the day, it really was for a good it cause. It was fun and it was um, for a good cause. And uh, yeah, it uh, you know what? The only my only problem with the tournament was man, I really wanted to play in a lot of the Halo 3 maps. I mean, listen, uh, you know, when you talk about Halo and multiplayer. Really, is there a, is there a Halo One, Two, Four, or Reach? No, it's Halo Three, folks. So I I, 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 I love Halo Three; it's my favorite. And uh, we are getting uh, Halo. Um, uh, Halo Infinite is going to be uh, very, very similar and reminiscent of Halo Three, which I'm very excited about. But folks, listen, it's been a great show. Uh, we're here almost uh, two hours, fifteen minutes. Uh, if you enjoyed the program, please, please, please hit that like button. Share this out on social media, and if you're new, consider subscribing. And uh, we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming. But of course, I want to close up the show. That's something that's important to me. Hopefully, 
one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dear old dad taught us when we were kids. And I think now more than ever, it's super important. He used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends.